Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I got this. Okay. Ah, I got it. Okay. Ah. I got some beers. Let's drink them, huh? If you really want some film at 11, why don't you follow me down to the brewery? I'll tie a bowling ball to my ankle, dive in the vat of beer. I'll leave this world the same way I entered my marriage. Dead drunk! Hello? Want a beer? Hook it up! Hook me up! Y'all heard, take it from the top. One, two. Beer? This is how we do it. My mic sound nice, check one. My mic sound nice, check two. My mic sound nice, check three. Are you I remember when I had my first beer. You like parties? Yeah. We can invite all our friends and have soda and pie. Yeah. I hope no bad My mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic sounds nice. Check two. My mic sounds nice. Check three. My mic sounds nice. Check four. My mic sounds nice. Check five. My mic sounds nice. Check six. Are you ready? You want some of this milk? Rather have a beer. You guys give me if I kill that bird. Harvard, that's a bald eagle. Get a wig, baldy! Yeah! Oh! Good evening, good evening, good evening. That's right, this is the world of Mike Peek and Steve. Mike Peek, Steve! That's right, there's three names on there now, motherfuckers. Yay! Yay, and everybody's on. There's no For a tripod, yay! <laughs> yes, we, we are, uh, I wonder who would be... Um, the McLovin of the group. That'd be a good question. <laughs> Who's the McLovin of the tripod? Thanks a lot, everyone, for joining us. The World Mike and Pete and Steve here on GovsRadio.com. We are live right now on Facebook, live on YouTube, and, of course, always on our home station, GovsRadio.com. want to get through some sponsors really quick before we move any further. And uh, actually, one of our sponsors is joining us tonight. Scott's here from Brewbag. We'll get to him in just a moment. Of course, we have Vintage Beer Shirts, Club.com, Vintage Beer Shirts for all your vintage beer uh shirts <laughs> i know uh paul got one the other day he picked the brown Yo, um, saved my life it was a double brew day i totally sweat through that shirt by the time i was like <laughs> trying to go home and i wouldn't have been able so to humid get that day if i didn't have that second shirt so nice there you go and uh yeah they really do have a really cool lineup of these uh vintage beer shirts from buffalo and some old school freaking stuff that just brings back memories for the older crowd go to vintagebeershirtclub.com type in the promo code wart and receive a very good deal on your first shirt, and then thereafter, many shirts to come to your door afterwards. VintageBeerShirtClub.com. Also, Brewers Hardware up in there, sponsorship this year. Thanks, Brewers Hardware. My buddy over there uh, decided yeah. to uh, give some more uh, swag and some stuff and gifts for the Brewers, so that's how they're supporting us in our little give back to our guests. 
Of course, go to Tavor, go to Tavor.com for all your beer to your ship to your doorway. Go to Tavor and type in the promo code WORT, W-O-R-T. Receive a good portion of uh, money off on your Tavor order. Beer shipped directly to your door. Uh, another new sponsor to the program. It's the, the year of sponsorships, thank God. Uh, Rosie's Draft Solutions right here on Long Island. Rosie's Draft Solutions for uh, – we're actually going to be on. Nick's going to be on next week with us. Cool. And, Steve, you're going to end up uh, doing this read every week, by the way. I know we yeah, talked no, about behind the scenes. Since first-hand experience, you can't, can't read. <laughs> yes, Joe. Exactly. <laughs> I don't I'll, have to read. I'll put in emojis. Guys, and you kind of got emojis. it all in my head. <laughs> you guys kind of lobbed that one in there. I can't believe it took that long for someone to jump. Did off. you see his press shot? Come on. That's uh, true. Teeth. Those boyish good looks. <laughs> little sit. These little uh, perched lips. And, um, so go to yeah. Go to Rosie's dress. Their boyish looks because he can't grow a beard. <laughs> That's a good point. I need to come yeah, this thing's got to go. Uh, go to Rosie Draft Solutions on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and look them up. Uh, this is good for all the breweries, obviously, and uh, restaurants, bars. are all looking to reopen as their tap lines have sat dormant for weeks and months. So go to Rosie's Draft Solutions and ask them what they can do for you today. They also and, do uh, for home brewers, too. Yes, they they do. do kegerators. They could do any draft lines you have at home, jockey boxes, all that good stuff, man. They, Services product. and products available through their website. Makes a good dude. Yeah, yes. Definitely a good dude. Uh, and of course, tonight we welcome in our new sponsors of the show, uh, Scott Scott Quick from Brewbag. Uh, what up, buddy? What's so going uh, on, I came across your product, um, obviously on social media, like many people will do now, and I found uh, this concept that you have developed and came up with very interesting. We all used to love beer pong when we were pound five percent uh, pilsners, and uh, you know might be a little bit different now so why not make it towards the craft beer scene and now we can sit with a nice fresh ipa or a stout or some sort of crazy concoction that our friends all make up and sit there and play a decent bag a decent bag decent game of cornhole with the concept of beer pong it's a yeah. very very cool idea tell us a little yes. bit about the whole situation the history of uh the sport wow how many beers you got there paul jesus Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's like the gentleman's beer pong. Um, when I came up with it, I was kind of, you know, right around thirty, and everyone was getting a little older. You know, me and my buddies. I have I have a big group of friends that, you know, we we hung out since high school, so I still see most of them, you know, to this day. So it's a it's a large crowd, and you know, most of us were getting serious in relationships. You know, kids were coming along, and Boom. you know, no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, party poopers. No one wanted to binge drink. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't hang anymore. I think that's when I got my first, that's when I got my first hangover. It was kind of rough. I didn't know what the hell that was all about. So, um, no, I, I, uh, I was hosting a party for my best friend's 30th and I just woke up the night before and I had like this aha moment and, uh, you know, went out in the garage and kind of created the first set. And basically for you guys that don't know, it's, um, beer pong put on a cornhole style board so it's it's a board with a triangular six six holes or whatever like your beer pong cups and when you make a hole you cover it with a cover so it's like removing the pink uh the, the, the cup, cup off from the, the table, table. Yeah. yeah i've watched some of the videos and uh uh i'll be getting a set for my house <laughs> yeah, the promo mean, code wart or i'll give i'll put the link in our <laughs> yeah i do have a promo code for you guys yep yeah um, i I gotta tie that into our um 
our profiles. So that way people can click through the link tree and then get to that, or we'll just post it as a general post as well. I know we talked about that as well. So uh, I'll direct people when that is up and running and um, we'll, we'll get that out there for people to go for. And you're, you're also offering 10% to people that use the promo code, right? Yes. So if you're buying yep. it, you're going to get 10% off by using our code. Um, and a great way to, like I said, for breweries, for individuals in their backyard, and it's a gentleman's game. That's I like how you said that it's a gentleman's game. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I wanted, when I, when I started getting into, like, uh, I had a buddy that kind of, you know, pushed me to start the business. And um, he was actually my business partner. And when we got into it, we were like, all right, this, this has to be something different, right? It can't be your regular yard game that anyone can make. So we actually saw it and got a patent for it, which took freaking forever. Oh, cool. But um, we... We're, we're not on we, Shark Tank, so you don't have to show us the patent yeah, and tell nah. sales <laughs> um, to be <laughs> So, so that took a, that took a long time, but in between we started selling and, you know, there's always concern that somebody's going to try and steal it. And, yeah, sure. and, you know, surprisingly, I've only had a, a few people that really did, which was kind of funny, long stories about those, but, uh, we got all um, night. It's a unique board too. You know, yeah, when so, you did the, the, the caps and stuff, it's, it's a really smart idea. Um, yeah. I'm surprised so, nobody thought of it beforehand. Right. I, you know, that's what I get a lot from comments like, Oh my God, how didn't anybody think of this before? You know? So, um, the other big things we, we wanted to make sure was it had to be extremely portable. So it couldn't be like a big bulky cornhole set, right? Those things weigh like 40 pounds. My wife's four ten; She can't pick one up. All right. So it has to be light enough that they can pick it up and throw it in the back of the car. So the set itself, when, broken down put in the box is two inches wide by 24 inches by 36 inches so it's it's nice easy portable and you know you can take it pretty much anywhere so that those were our goals in mind and you know it took a while it took a long time we started this in 2012 and so um you know been selling pretty decent since you know each year it's growing and it's growing and it's growing and it's catching on but it's you know got a long ways to go like it's a be the number one in the country right so and scott you have a you have a whole nother full-time job correct yeah I, I do i teach welding and fabrication locally so oh, there you go this wow. uh this was uh you know this is still kind of on the side in the summer though this is more of my full-time gig but seasonal wise up in new york you guys know how it is right cold <laughs> so, as shit yeah so uh you know, I don't know. Today, like I said, here where I'm at, it was 90 degrees. Everyone's like, what the hell is snowing like last week? Um, but <laughs> It's about the same here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with, the, with the humidity, at least on Long Island. I mean, yeah. Didn't we actually get some snow flurries in May here? Yeah, we got, we got snow like last, last week. week. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I wasn't, you know. <laughs> so the world is ending here. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, clearly. Clearly. Still coming to an end. When, uh, Scott, Thank when goodness. you, when this came out, and how long have you been, uh, producing these? What's the timeline right now? To, to create them? What do you mean? Yeah. Like, no, no. I mean, what, when did the, when did it start, um, being in, you know, like, uh, production and, or when's the first one that went out and started going? So the first ones we started, was it 20, we started in 2012. We formed the business in 2013. Um, wow. so it's been around first, that long. Yeah. The first bunch were you know we did by hand right and that sucked i'll tell you that <laughs> that really sucked so then we got in uh you know we found a local company that you know would uh 
do it for us on a CNC machine. They actually had a laser uh, machine. And so we tried them for a little while and then we ultimately moved to a different company. And then we thought their great idea would be, you know, we should buy our own machinery and get into manufacturing. And so we tried that and it was good, but that's a lot, especially when you're working full-time job, both of you and, you know, families at the time, you know, he, my partner had two kids. I had one and working a full-time job. Then I was working for, um, I was a army civilian technician welding for the military. Mm. So, you know, that was more like, I, I couldn't just take off any day I wanted. Right. So work, right. to work on my side business. So it, it was a lot of stress on both of us. Um, ultimately we went back as I started using our former guy that does the, the CNC operations, but, um, right. our, everything's done locally here in Rochester. And there so, it is. I, I put it up a picture up on my name right now and you can see it. Yep. And yep. there's uh, cool. one of the, the printed prototypes. So you can do some custom printing, vinyl printing that goes on the front as a label. They also make it in, you know, fresh uh, pine. Is it pine? Oak? What's a... Uh, very... Usually birch or maple. Birch. Something yeah. a little lighter, right? Yeah. yeah. Just yep. to reduce the, the weight and the shipping costs, obviously, to get these out and about throughout New York State and beyond. You really got to have your mind on shipping costs. Uh, yeah, you can see, yeah, it's, it's set up like a beer pong table. And then as you hit them and you cap them, and then obviously is it, is the, the rules going to be printed and placed in each box and sent home with everybody? Yeah. I, the new uh, box design I have, the rules are actually right on the box, like right on the outside. Perfect. So um, in the box i created now actually has a built-in carrying handle. Um, cause, cause my big thing was like, I want to keep this American made. I want to keep this locally made. So, um, Love it. For the lo- yeah. for the longest time, I've been selling a little carrying drawstring bag. You might see some of the pictures with it. Yeah, I saw some of those too, yeah. And unfortunately, I have to admit, those were made in China just because the price to make them in America is just ridiculous. So with the new box design, I'm, I'm able to scrap that. And, you know, everything's made in America. Um, I actually, if you want, let me turn my camera on. I got a set that I just made for um, NYSBA. Ooh. I saw that on the feed. That was oh, that's nice. cool. Oh, I did see that one. That's freaking cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so they'll be putting this up on their store relatively soon. They'll be and selling it. Is this Think New York, Drink New York? Is that what it says? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Think New York, Drink New York. It's awesome. And yeah, so, you know, I, I can do customized ones. Um, I don't do them for individuals, unfortunately. So if people want something really special, I do apologize. It's just too much work. Right. I do them for businesses and organizations. And I do not do anything that violates copyright laws. <laughs> Many times as you're going to ask me, I can't do it. So stop emailing. Well, can you please just violate it this once? Yeah. Uh, I won't tell um, anyone. I promise. I had a dollar. But uh, a really, really cool product. I think it's something that would catch on very quickly if it was out and about. People see it. That was our thought process on it, that when we do go on location and we can uh, – finally play together pete and i can and pete i and steve can now you know have play dates um <laughs> again <laughs> uh and even anyway you know just bring it wherever we're going and, and set up and throw it i think it'd be a cool concept you know kind of combines those two things that we one that we used to love and one that we still do especially in the season of summer we're yeah. looking for something to do and for like bars and breweries and things like that the the big things i hear from them is it it helps like facilitate people to move along faster like 
I've been in those unlimited cornhole tournaments where you just keep negating people and it takes <laughs> forever. Right. So, um, this, you know, I, I have my own set of rules, but I like to promote house rules rule. Right. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, have your own beer pong rules that you grew up playing, you know, by all means play it that way. I don't, I don't care. It's not going to offend me, but well, it's uh, not going to be any blowing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Wait, but wait. if uh, you needed something to follow, then I got the rules for you. So there you go. A lot of people uh, just like the fact that you don't have to count. You know, you just cover the holes and. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so we, we all we, know as we drink, we kind of lose. Yeah. Yeah. Counting's for suckers and yeah. sober people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people with their shoes off. I don't need that. Uh, no, seriously, Scott. Though I, I really appreciate you jumping on board with us. Um, we're gonna try to help you move some of these downstate here and uh, see a couple pop up on Long Island and then hopefully beyond. Um, are you going to be shipping uh, nationally, more regionally? Like, what are you looking for in regards to your reach? You'd be surprised. Most uh, honestly, most of my sales are completely across the country. Like, okay. I, I focus market like Target, New York. Mm-hmm. specifically because of shipping and um i for some reason california is like no send it to me i'll pay 40 dollars in shipping and i'm like all right if you want to pay for it yeah. and it, it's insane um well summer all year long there of course yeah so you know I, I ship everywhere every state there's at least a handful in every state at this point awesome um you know i got some across the the ocean and stuff like that a lot of military guys mm. i you know i target ah, yeah oh so um i saw you did set with the american flag on it yeah yeah um so i got when i popped up before right there there it is yeah yeah that's cool i have some going in a bunch of different like areas in the military to different organizations and kind of cool you know being able to get back to some of the guys that i served with and stuff like that so that's right and you were in the military i forget yeah we mentioned that so thank you again for what you did and uh, appreciate all the time you spent and of course putting together this product and being part of the craft beer scene here in new york which we highly support and with all of our brewers here today of course uh so uh we didn't even do those intros yet by the way scott you hang out for a minute because i'm still gonna throw stuff by you uh, so uh, top left, if you're following at home at the uh, Brady Bunch rules, we have. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you put Medazzo? <laughs> Medazzo. <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> Joe from the WA Meadworks. Mead with a work and an E and the R. So Meadworks here in Lindenhurst, uh, Long Island. Of course, uh, Paul from Ghost Brewing Company in Bayshore. Yes. And, of course, we have our buddy Scotty from Long Island out in Riverhead. So we pretty much covered yes. a good portion of Long Island of Suffolk County here. Uh, spread yeah. it all out. Uh, thanks, guys, for all coming on. Um, and I appreciate you everything you guys uh, contributed for today's show. Uh, it is way too much beer for me <laughs> to drink all tonight. I was going through the fridge just to let you guys know. After, you know, Steve, Pete, and myself were trading off throughout the weekend, to make sure we all had at least something of everything. Um, so yesterday, right, I, I go, I, I hit it hard yesterday. I'm going to be honest with you. Memorial Day, uh, beautiful day. Grill was going, uh, got the fire going in the backyard. Had a couple of uh, people from the block stop by with a little distance in the backyard. It was fun, man. And I just was letting them go. I woke up today hurting. Scott, you were talking about, you know, you hit that wall and the, the hangover started. I hit, okay, I'll start with, I had a purgatory. So that was, <laughs> I had a 32 ounce purgatory. And 32 ounces of barley wine, I'll put a hurt in. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. 30, so I mean, right. Right. Why would you do that? Because I'm a glutton for pain and punishment. That's yeah. for sure. Yes. Uh, and then I well, ended then up. Then you just get there. Then you know you don't have to spend. I was, yeah, there was no, no <laughs> pussy there, around. And then you just stay there. You know. <laughs> You're already there. You just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the goal, you just stay there. You just, just ride the lake. Maintain. It's all about maintaining. I exactly. stumbled. I, I just crushed a purgatory. They yelled at all the kids to get off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Waving my American flag. Get off my. No, actually, I, 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 had, I had some fireworks. I shot off half drunk. I'm like, this was a dumb idea. You're that oh, well. golden candles. Like, chow, chow. <laughs> That'll get the kids off the lawn in a second. I'll tell you yeah. that. Yo, uh, this fucking spritzo. No, that shit is stupid. That is so <laughs> damn. That is delicious. What is it? Meat seltzer, bro. Mead oh seltzer. my god! Yeah, mead with orange and vanilla. It is like a creamsicle. Nice. It's our attack. It's our attack on seltzer. There you go. That's on someone did. Thank. Oh god. Just it's just super. It's hun- honey, fermented super dry, orange zest, and vanilla bean. What's the ABV, Joe? Four eight. Okay. Yeah, I drank all my spritzes already. You can drink, like a, you can drink like a thousand of them. <laughs> While shooting fireworks at the kids on my lawn. <laughs> I got it. I know. Perfect. Start with the purgatory and go right to the spritzo. <laughs> you That's your maintain right there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I Pete went to barrier, and so I grabbed the barrier. I, I think I even had an, um, a skeleton key in there somewhere. I had something else, too. I, I it got to the point where I didn't remember what I drank. I have to look at my recycling bin to give you the full. Oh boy. Yeah. And it was, I woke up today going, oh no, I have a show tonight and I don't know which I could possibly drink. <laughs> so I, I lined up some, uh, a mix, uh, like six over here in my bag. I don't think I'll get through them all, but I wanted to touch on every single one of you guys. I got a mix 12, so I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. good or not, but. I hey, wait, say, I'm going to go grab another mix. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> I was. Uh, Steven dropped off a four pack of mead for me yesterday and I was taking it out of the fridge to bring it downstairs. My wife's like, she's like, Oh my God, are you going to drink all four of those? Like how much, how much are you drinking? I'm like, I'm like, Oh no, no, no. I'm just putting these in the fridge downstairs. Ooh, ooh. Probably drink five. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> the can- I only have five of them. The cans are all lower alcohol than half the beers you guys drink. That is true. Yeah. True. <laughs> like the highest EBV can of mead you might have is six, eight. Uh, seven, four. Kid stuff. Seven oh. four. God damn, that one's good. That's the last one of hey, my nice. Oh, Nero, yeah. That's my last one. So I actually everything I we, have we, here. We don't have that anymore. So like literally, the highest I kept, it, you have kept is, it for tonight. I was like, oh, I, I have. I'm gonna save this one. But I, if you do see, I also have you on my my uh, liquor shelf here. I still have my uh, Dammer Dammerung. Yeah. We have and, we have another batch of that coming out like in the next two or three weeks. That was delicious. I I've been kind of waiting to see if it comes out again before I crack this because I know I'm gonna finish that and want more. Yeah, what is that? You're at the Mitternacht. And then, yeah, I got the Clover, too. Mm-hmm. Sitting in my shirts on tap, uh, I, my I have, bomber I jacket's this, combo. I have this in case. Jesus Christ. Ooh, nice. I came out prepared. You know, Flug is drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain something to you guys right now. What, what I did to this body, which isn't good to begin with in the last five days... I need to drink water for about the next 16 years. <laughs> yeah, I, I started drinking Friday and didn't stop until Sunday night when I passed out. So Monday was the no-go for me. And uh, I broke all my rules this weekend. I, I was, since we've been in quarantine, I was 5 o'clock. Beach, please. I've been uh, waiting till 5 o'clock 
you know, antsy, yes, but waiting till five o'clock every day to start oh, yeah. anything. Well, this yeah. weekend, mm-mm. first beer was cracked, I think it was Saturday at 12 and didn't stop until about 12 o'clock last night. So I, I was a little, I got a little tuned up last night. My buddy invited me over. He's like, Jim Creedy's like, yo, I got, I've been smoking pork all day. I was like, oh, nice. I'm like, oh, here we go. He's like, you want to come over? So <laughs> a bottle of, uh, didn't you? oh God, a, a bottle, a bottle of Reds in, a bottle of Nebbiolo sitting on the back porch. Then the, then the bourbon started 25 year rhetoric. Like huh. I woke up this morning. I'm like, what the fuck? We, we all haven't hung out in so long. He, yeah. so we, we just like. He just started pulling shit out. He's like, oh, let's drink, let's drink red wine and whiskey. I'm like, in. <laughs> let's mix it. Yeah. That would get me to vomit very quickly. And that and the pulled pork. But I, I like pork. Oh, that all sounds awesome. But it yeah. does sound awesome actually coming back up then, too, thinking about it. I'm like, I want to taste that pork again. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I, I saw my ribs yesterday, and it was wonderful. Mm. I'm definitely down for some uh, red wine and whiskey. Give me a call whenever. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe, what would be the best pair for a, uh, a pulled pork with a, a meat that you got out right now? Right now? Dude, I love Mater- I love our Mater Noct. Our Mater Noct is so good. Yeah, it is. And now the, the new batch come out. They're all, they spend about six months in American Oak. So. And do you have a little knock coming out soon? Uh, we're we're going re- to remake that one again, too. Okay. The mini? Yeah, the mini knock. That's what it is. Not, yeah. What did I say? Little? No. The little? little. You had to put the L-I-L in there. Little tiny mini. <laughs> little knock. Joe, why, why, why we have your attention before things get really shitty? Tell us a little bit about the new location you're looking at. Uh, we're not looking at it. We have it. No, uh, I know you have it, but what you, what you guys are venturing off to doing right uh, now. We're, well, we have no, we signed a lease for another production space. Um, equipment's been ordered. Okay. Floor drains in. Uh, wow. 2,500 square feet. 14-foot ceilings. We have 10-barrel unit tanks coming. So we're gonna up our draft mead game. Okay. Um, and the keg washer, Steve. We're getting a keg washer. The keg washer. The keg washer. <laughs> Paul won't see me at Paul won't see me at GSP being like, Greg, can I, Greg, can I clean kegs today? No, I, I. That's one of the things that I love about that building because like, I'll just be doing my thing over on the ghost floor, and then it'll be like you, and then like Larry will swing through, and then this yeah. guy, and then it'll be like root and branch dudes, and like, uh, it's just like. And then it's it's fucking Monday, you know. It's, it's it's awesome being in that building. Just see it. It's like a revolving door sometimes. Oh, I need hops over here, like. But yeah, so we're basically we're basically we're basically making we're tripling our batch size for dra- for the draft mead. Awesome. So are you going to abandon the old spot, or are you just adding a taste second room, spot? T- taste room staying there for now. Okay. For at least the next two and a half years. So it's just uh, strictly going to be production. Strictly production. Okay. We just can't no. make like we 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 can make enough now for like our little space, but if we want to ever do anything else, like Distro. if I want to make a little bit of money, mm-hmm. like maybe yeah, a yeah, yeah. check, yeah, we have to we have to make money. money. You don't yeah. want uh, you don't get into this for the money. Is is like the permitting easier for just the production space versus like a no, tap room? The way the way it's worked, we had to apply for another license for that space. It's fucking annoying. Really? Yeah. Dude, like, the like, oh, you need another license for it. Why? Logistics. Pete, we live in New York. It's not like that New York State Farm Brewers license or whatever, right? Well, we, have, we have a farm meter. We have, a, we have the farm metery license now. And how does that, that doesn't allow five locations? And it's five satellite tasting rooms. Tasting room. Yeah, it's not a tasting room. It's a production facility. It's, it's basically almost the same thing as the farm brewery license. Okay. 
Except what if, what if you were to put in like a, uh, a window, like at Muni's, where you could just do it right out the door? Here you go. Busy a small tasting room satellite and 95% of its production. But I have a tasting room. It's small, but it's par- partial. Open three hours a week. <laughs> What's the thing with like the, the meteries too is like they fall between a brewery and a winery depending on what law you're looking at. So like well, yeah. I need to do like four times the paperwork research. We have, we, have, we have a winery license. So if I want to make Pinot Grigio, I can make Pinot Grigio. We just choose to make honey wine. Stick with that. Yeah. Stick with yeah. that. Yeah. Really well. Don't make Pinot Grigio. Now, what about a Pinot Grigio meat, though? Like, throw some green well, I have, I've, I've seen a different bowl game there. That's we talked. We were talking yesterday. I want to do a bunch of. Um, you know about that. that so I want to do some se- uh, session meats or grapes. Like, I want to do like either the ah. blueberry blossom Pinot Noir session meat idea. That's cool. I, I got a couple. I got. I got. I got. I got a couple. I got a couple things up my sleeve. Ideas. I'm thinking. I want to use grape. I want to use grape juice. Different grape varietals and different honey varietals and nice. Cool. Maybe some fruit. And you don't have any res- since you have a winery license, right? You don't have any restrictions on ingredients, then, right? As long as it's not. No, we don't. We don't. So you can you can use grapes, fucking grapes, plums, honey. whatever you want to ferment with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we just can't have any. We can't have any grain on premise. We can't have any any grain. What if you were to? Hmm. What if you were to import some wort? Can't can't have anything with multi product on. Okay. okay, so anything you can't even get around it that way. I have yeah. it done off site and shipped. I couldn't even buy it. Can't make it. Can't have it on. Can't have bags of grain. Can't have anything there. Way to try and get the guy shut down, Mike. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm always looking for the uh, other way in. How about? I mean, you've done collaborations with breweries. Yeah, we just made beer out of the places. Right. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's <laughs> yeah, we made them at the. We made, we made beer at the breweries. Yeah. But and because, you, because we have the farm meadery license, mm-hmm. it allows us to sell New York State product. Bingo. So like there take it is. So you, you can sell someone's beer that yeah. you made at their brewery. Yeah, as long as New York New York made in New York State. Okay. So like when we I, did the peanut butter and jelly cream ale or like, or the honey boys at, at Dubco, like I could sell that because we made it's made in New York State. Yeah, you I like had, honey boys. Had many guest taps on at, at the meadery, so yeah. Yeah, especially at the beginning before we had enough meat to cover the right. lines. Right. So with that said, Joe, uh, how is the meat industry right now in this state uh, of our our world? Uh, are yeah, we? I feel like, I mean, we're doing well. <laughs> I mean, we're doing really well. That's good. Considering. Um, so have you heard of anybody else trying to open a meadery on Long Island? No. I just know the guys. It's good for you. you. Which I have, I have bottle bottle of beacon, beacon, which is made um, at. Is the one in Brooklyn? No, it's premium wine. Oh yeah, it is in Brooklyn. Well, there's yeah. one in Brooklyn. There's two in Brooklyn, Enlightenment and uh, All Wise. Enlightenment is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Good old good and uh, good old Dylan Sprouse's meadery, All Wise. Because he he could he could wipe his own ass. Do you, have you spoken <laughs> with them about how they're doing? And is it the same no, across the board? Um, all wise kind of rubbed me the wrong way a couple times, so yeah, I'm done with them. Boom. Here we go. Here we you like the last time Joey was on. <laughs> well, they're not, in on, this, Joey. they're not in this show, so it's okay. We won't get no, any hate. No, no. I ignore hate mail. I put in the junk mail folder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I get to look at now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> now I, love, you have access. I love hate mail, so by all means. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, the other meadery, 
they they contract everything out and it's all made okay. a premium wine group in on the north fork like bridge lane okay they only have three meads so is there anyone else out east that contracts a lot that you want to talk about joe or no <laughs> I, 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 I actually i like the guys far out east like far out east <laughs> out there i i know the beacon guys beacon guys are good and, and their meads are pretty, their meads are good too so i just don't really like all eyes when we were talking about seltzer that that uh, business was exactly what popped in my head, and I was just first time oh, I saw oh, it. The I, show, I, I you're was baiting like, oh, me. God damn it! You're baiting me. I see. You. I see. <laughs> you do. Don't fall for it because I'm the supporter. <laughs> Pete, I'm, you're baiting. I, I I just realized what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> see through your little games. Peter. The last time uh, we had like, that was on our Insta story, and we got like a message from you. I texted Mike, and I'm like. Never underestimate Joe's disdain for the, for brand X. <laughs> <laughs> the local, non-local brand. That's true. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Total fucking horseshit. Yeah, <laughs> but I... <laughs> it worked. <laughs> 40 years 40 years I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm slightly jealous because I have mm. a hundred times, a thousand times more money than I ever have. Okay. I, I still, regardless of how or where or when, there are certain, uh, 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 let's say, ingredients or recipes that I still do enjoy from them. That's so good. no matter how, you know, yeah, we, we can still be friends. No, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying we're breaking up, Joe. I'm just Why saying. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> I can't play Why music can't or get copyright on Facebook. Oh, have you done that one yet? What? Why like, can't me be friends? friends? There's so many collab with them. It's a collab with them. with those guys. Why can't me be friends? <laughs> Here we go. It's the Wart collaboration with Meadworks. That is true. That would work. Yeah, like, we, like, when we have good space and we can make stuff, we'll do all sorts of weird shit. Nice. No, like, we, we make jokes all the time that we're 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. <laughs> no, every time we do one thing, nine things have to be moved. It's, it's brutal. <laughs> Um, I was just going to ask Paul something really quick, but now that Paul's gone, Scotty, yeah, what's up? Man? Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Sorry. We, we, it's been Scotty. a crazy, yeah. How are you? <laughs> so you're all the way out in Riverhead as everyone should know. Um, yeah. so how are, how's the oh, temperature out there? Oh, there it is. Um, how's the temperature out there? Is, uh, the locals supporting coming through, grabbing to go doing what they got to yeah, do. Yeah. You know what people, people are definitely stepping up and helping us out with, with a lot of to go. Obviously it's not, the business model it's not what sustains us but it's keeping us afloat right now i think um, what really hurt was the saint patrick's day closing like that week so much is tied into that time of year for you guys yeah well you know all it's, the like people don't count all the parades that got canceled and yeah right we'll draft beer that we're taking back now you know what i mean it's it's up <sighs> and all of a sudden it's like holy shit we made an extra 400 barrels of beer and these parades aren't taking it and yep. we got to figure out what the hell to do with it now Ugh. No, it's, and it yeah. turned into mead quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it, it, I'm certainly not complaining because this has been shitty for everybody. You know what I yeah. mean? So we're we're surviving. We're getting along. There's some words that we might be able to open up on June 24th. Hmm. If if that that's the phase three, uh, that's yeah. the proposed date right now. 25 percent. If people keep their fucking concept. face masks on, right? Yeah. Yeah, but what's what's your, what, how much do they cut your capacity? And at what point is it not even worth opening? Well, they're they're talking, Joe. That right now they're saying twenty five percent, and yeah. just like we're 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 the same as you. We're like a restaurant, right? You you yeah. have to operate at seventy five percent capacity to break even. 
Yeah. So like at, at 25%, I'm not going to open. Well, I'm going to continue what we're doing. What's good for with, with Long Island, you got that nice area in the back that you yeah. guys put in. So that helps. So you can you really have social distancing in the outside area. Even if you expanded that a little bit, I mean, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna move some fencing around. We're talking about maybe putting a tent outside so it's half under the sun, half under tent if there's rain. Because basically, you know, for beer to go now, the way uh, Steve, you know, the tasting room, most of you guys, I think all of you have been there. But but basically, it's just for us to have, for lack of a better term, like a bank line going through the front for people to get beer once we're open, open. You know, that's six feet all the way around. The tasting room's not that friggin' big. Yeah. yeah. So like, you're going to need an outside spot to, to you know, keep that going. Right. But, you're going to make you have someone to like, count people and clean the bathrooms every half hour. And, like, the stipulations are going to be so – at that point, I'm just going to I'm just gonna keep selling beer. To, I'm going to keep selling meat to go. Like, it's, almost, it's not worth it because our tasting room is really small. You're going to have, like, three people in there with social Yeah. And, 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 like, what, what, and, give me the and, and, and you're gonna, not the only one. Well, that's why we're, that's why we're going to deal with the outside, Joe. We're, we're just going to make that – you know, that's, that's your best bet is that outdoor area. Yeah. That will, that will really, you guys will be able, be able to do a lot more there than, like you said, inside, how, how much room are you going to have? How many people can you have in there? Yeah, exactly. You know, when you sell beer outside bar, jockey boxes. Like, like, I mean, what's the capacity of the tasting room like pre-COVID? Um, I think it's we can we can like get fifty sixty. With the, the well, what you can get and what you, and what you're. Well, no, no, that's a, thank you, Joe. What, yeah. it, what, it, what it was in February and what it is like, you know. Our, what our, can our, you get? We can comfortably put forty people in there. Let's let's call it. Our capacity on paper is like thirty. It's like thirty people. Have you been in our tasting room? You know what thirty people look like in our tasting room. You can't fucking move. Yeah. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, we're we're talking about maybe moving some some walls around and moving some things around. And we're, right now we're, at, you know, in hopes of opening in June. We um we redoing the entire tasting room, new bar. Well, Steve, I think oh. you saw it in progress the other day, right? Yeah, I saw the outside it was looking really good. I, I, yeah. I noticed it right away, and I saw you know things were getting moved around. Yeah, fresh coat of paint and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Now, I got a, I got a few ideas to throw out there. You guys let me know because you know better on the rules and regulations. Um, so with a farm license on either end, could you set up a temporary tasting room like a tent in a open area in a uh, parking lot? Or... No, you would have to get a separate permit. And okay. Now they're not really letting like, for lack of a better, you know, farmers markets aren't going on. Right, right. Um, for uh, the same reasons why anything else is not going yeah, for for our satellite tasting room, it it's got to be four walls. It, you know, okay. I mean, it it has to be a a space. It, uh, you know, it, it, like a standing structure. Right, a standing structure. Without, without without having to get like day of permits and like extra insurance. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because like like technically, even if you have a, I I think across the island or whatever, if you have a tent up, you need a tent permit. Like, yep. yep. Like regardless, fire marshal has to check them. They've got to have you know, it's all that fun. Yep. So, it does, and obviously, I think I know the answer to this, but you let me know. Does outside um, population or capacity vote for the inside? And at that point, you know, as long as you're six feet across, if you have 
a field, couldn't you just fill the field with tables and you'll be fine, right? I mean, that's pretty much how it's yes, going to work. Yes and no, because, you know, there's, there's some real fine lines and whether it's done on purpose or not, I don't know. But they are limiting groups. Yes. Mm, you right. can't have groups of 10, yeah. a group of, yeah, you can't have a Over group 10. of 500 people in a spot. They're not allowing it right now. So yeah, like, like, did that. Like is if you go to the just, park, you go to Belmont right now. Um, they they have all their picnic tables now all spread out throughout the field. Yep. There's no regulation on that. They did that on purpose so people could stay six feet apart. Are right. they technically there for one reason for an event, or is it so much that everyone just so happened to come? You know, like how does that work with the rules and regulations of what they're going to do? And is that going to change even after phase three? Well, that's that, and that's the other side of the coin. You know, if if and when that changes. You think, I hate to put it this way, but they can, you know, they can snatch the candy away from you at any moment. Right. So so if something goes bad, yeah, you can lose it. So I think we all have that little bit of personal responsibility where we have to say, okay, it's getting a little crazy out here. I've got to slow this down, speed it up, whatever it may be. Um, But yeah, there, there is, there's, there's opportunity. You know, I think a lot of the towns are doing a great job. I could say Riverhead in general is doing a great job of working with us to tell us, what needs to be understood and what we can do going forward and all that fun stuff on top of, you know, including the state laws. Um, but yeah, that being said, it's, it's one, you know, Greg and I were talking about this the other day. We were actually all talking about it as a group is if you have the shot to open on, let's call it June 24th, you have to get that shit right because some of the people that may be a little bit nervous about going out, they're not going to want to see a shit show. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we really it's tough to get a second it. chance with something like that. It's if, about being responsible. If that gets, if, you know, if that gets a lot of attention, you, yeah. you know, of, of it'll turn into the Dublin up. deck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, apparently, yeah. They, apparently, got their license suspended. Yeah. They should because like, that's bullshit. That they, <laughs> I saw the news article and they said it was raining and that's why everyone came in. Bullshit. Yeah. There were yeah. kids there yeah. the on that uh, worst out. beer blog. Were fucking great though. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they had nine bartenders and a fucking DJ. Yeah, yeah. they were ready for and, the rain. Like a single bartender with a mask. Yeah, with, with what Scotty said though, like you know, they can snatch the candy away at just at any moment. He's right, and I think a lot of that like deter- like falls on our hands to make sure that we're all responsible in doing this sure. stuff right. And one of the things, Percy, I'm hoping for is that they give us clearly defined wording. Yeah, transparency. Or outside gatherings and whatnot, so that you know we are doing things responsibly or at least we think we are according to the wording or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, somebody comes in and they have a different interpretation. Right. I'm just hoping that there's clearly defined verbiage because everybody wants to be responsible. And, and and I'm not trying too. to like push oh, guidelines and squeeze people in there, but I don't want to be following, thinking I'm following the guidelines and then like possibly like, you know, get yeah. you're you know, trying to do the right thing. Like code enforcement not. shows up or something and you know. yeah. 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 You know, no, it has to be, it has to be like the, that has to be the fine. It can't be, it can't be a bunch of things that are up for interpretation. And I believe it's one way you believe it's the other thing. Like it has to be, yeah. it has to be cut and dry. So yeah, with that I, said, I, I, is it still worth then opening Joe? For us? No. Until right, we're right. at least 75%, 80%. Cause we're, again, we're so small that what are we going to do? Put we're gonna put seven people in there and, and you got to figure seven people in the metery, in the tasting room that have two meads and they may buy something to go. Your check averages are way smaller than, with, than what people are doing, buying to go. My check, my check averages are a lot higher. People supporting us to go with the go stuff. It's not worth it to me mm. at this point. Like unless unless you can open almost full full bore, 
we're do, we're doing okay with the ghost stuff right now. Right, right now too. There's seems to be a lot of confusion on, and and I've talked to so many different uh, restaurant owners um, on exactly what are the guidelines of what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. Yeah, there's a a a basic that everybody knows, but then there are some real like finite uh, guidelines that you, you don't get a straight answer about, and that's that's the hard part. And hopefully, you know. You know, New York State Brewers Association has been really good with over the years of trying to do things like this, pin things down. And hopefully those guys can do that and be able to bring that over to the rest of the, the brewers in New York State. So everybody has that same exact guideline and everybody is, you know, on the same page. Let me ask you a question, guys. This is, it goes out for all of you. Um, so there's a lot of other states opening up and they're all kind of doing, I guess, what their state tells them to do. Is there something to take away from watching and observing and feeling out what happens uh, in these other states that we might be able to take ideas from and apply to us? Or is that a lost cause because we're simply just going to have to follow uh, New York State? Or you think it's going to be different? Yeah, I, I, I humble opinion. I, I think we're, we're on our own in the city. You know, you can, you can take best practices from other people, obviously. Um, but New York state's guidelines may be a hundred percent different than Jersey or Connecticut or anything that surrounds us, um, until we get those, you know, and, and I think that's what, regardless of how you feel about politics and all that, I think that's where a lot of the frustration lies is because there is no definitive answer. There is no, you know, there's no playbook for this because no one's had to deal with it before. And not just yeah. that, Pete, I, I agree with that, Pete. I also feel the, the frustration is there is not a plan. It's right. Like, hurry there's up not a plan past two weeks from now. Exactly. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's it's kind of like shit. I don't even, you know, do, do we all, you know, Greg and I talked about if we're, let's say June 24th is the open date, but we're not ready to be, for lack of a better, perfect at that moment. Maybe we don't open until we know we have this perfect. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it too is going to end up being on a case-to-case -case basis. Like, all right, we're allowed to open up at this point, but like, who is like, like, is that going to work for you? Like, what's going to work for you is obviously going to work different for Joe. You know, sure. like, exactly. and that's the whole thing too. And it's also about like doing it responsibly. I mean, like, you're know, even like you look you know, at like mustache. I, I like literally was, just put was, the words yeah. out of my mouth. Like, that's what I was just getting to. Like, look at what mustache had to do. You. Know, they're their, just opening you know, up to, for to go exactly right. like, they had to do what was right for them and for the right reasons and that's the thing like like what what you can do in this county or that county i think is one thing but i think on a case-to-case -case basis does it make sense for you in your brewery or meadery in your tasting room capacity does it make sense and i think it's going to be kind of like that too and you know even for some breweries like 25 percent, that still might be a lot of people in your tasting room than your customers are comfortable with sitting in a room together with, you know? So, yeah, that's well, you know, Yeah. When I came through, Paul, we talked about, cause we were standing out back and we saw the big lawn that Gray South Bay is basically spruced up, new fence, new uh, shrubbery. Yeah. Um, and we talked about the potential plan of, of having that space being utilized to increase capacity at the brewery. Um, give us a little rundown on, on what you think the future is for that space and, and how that's going to help out for a taste room like yours no not montauk <laughs> like <laughs> like and again like that was a large part of like the conversation happening in the building i mean so you know great South Bay. <laughs> sorry we're looking at joe that's great here. joe hey, and before going any further i'm glad he did that because i had this creepy feeling 
like it looked like somebody looking in through my window yeah. in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting all dark and he was getting all cold. Guys, don't talk about it. I'm, I'm just like having a fucking beer in Montauk. That's it. <laughs> it's it's so the, the problem is though, Joe, like it's so dark where you're sitting that all we see is the is the picture. Oh, you're not in the frame. That's fine. It looks like a shark fin coming out of the brewery. <laughs> that, okay. I, I'm not really sure how this background thing works. I'm not really good at Zoom, but it's funny. Keep it up. Well done. Well done. Right, Paul, what were you saying, Paul? So, yeah, I mean, you know, Great South Bay and Ghost, like, you know, we're, we're two separate breweries, but we share the same building. So, like, it's the same problem, basically. Um, So, we've been having just a lot of, like, group conversations together and um, trying to figure out what is going to be the best method. And the one thing that we keep circling back to is, yeah, we could do this, we could do that, but what are people going to be most comfortable with? And again, like that's our number one agenda in the building is making people feel comfortable, you know, showing people that like we're taking this just seriously. And, you know, outside, like we're, we're sprucing that up. We're going to have widely spread out tables and, you know, whatever we can do and what's allowed, Um, you know, any plans that we make now, like it changes on a daily basis between what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. Yeah, one of your um, potential plans you were talking about is doing like table reservations. And yeah, yeah, for the ghost time. tasting room and whatnot. Like, yeah, we're thinking about doing like two hour block like reservations, maybe like two people for two hours and kind of go from there, especially at like 25% capacity. I think that puts the tasting room at like 15, 16 people after a bouncer and a bartender. So, you know, that- and you got to count those too. Don't forget about it. You got to count everyone that walks in that room. Exactly. So I think it would be kind of something along the lines of like you're there for two happen. hours and then the two hour blocks are maybe spread out between 20 minutes. And then this way the bartender and the bouncer could sanitize everything, clean the bathrooms, get everything wiped down and then give people like a nice solid two hour experience. And then again, like outside, it's going to be, you know, kind of up in the air. Is it nice outside? Is it not? You know, like, right. it's hard, so like can I come with 30 dogs though? Like, is the, <laughs> dogs you know, and, and, how and, dog friendly are you going to be? It was well, pretty like, friendly that's another thing. Summer. That's another thing too, that like, you know, we're kind of having discussions with like, are, are breweries even going to allow to have dogs with them? That was another thing for us where, you know, we weren't um, child friendly. It was strictly 21 and over. Um, most of our complaints that we got at Ghost was because we weren't 21 and over, and uh, and I don't have a problem uh, taking that. But uh, it like I, I have a feeling almost every brewery to start is going to be 21 and over, pretty strict. And, Those parents uh, that, that were complaining that they couldn't bring their kids to your brewery, they're wrong, just objectively. Uh, like, like at the end of the day, I can sleep at night. I, I, uh, my don't, I don't. I don't want to bring my kids to your and... brewery. I don't want to run into anyone else's kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, heard it. Yes, I mean, you guys you know, heard like... me speak on a regular basis. You don't want kids around me. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, like, even even the dog thing is something that we're like, you know, dogs might not be allowed right off the bat, and you know, like, they like we'll kind of take it from there. Um, I, I miss the dogs. Just as much as the people, honestly. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely something that, like, you know, hopefully we'll be able to keep that uh, in play. But yeah, like, we've got, um, you know, we're actually even like looking into like movie projectors and stuff for like, you know, some stuff back there. Um, Very you know, cool to play. Really like, we talked like, about capitalize that. on that space. Yeah, the Mets and Yankees games. Apart. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, that'd be awesome. Um, we're even talking about possible like soccer matches and stuff back there too. Cool. But, like on on screen, not yeah. uh, being played. No, not real, not real matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> probably big enough. Uh, but like you know, um, 
Hold on, we have, our, uh, sponsor, you we have our correspondent <laughs> Joe in the field. Joe, how's it out there? It looks sunny in Montauk today. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful out here right now. Can you bring dogs, Joe? Uh, there, there's some dogs here. Okay. Um, I'm drinking some juicy IPA. Nice. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm about to have a seltzer next. Nice. <laughs> Which it's a beautiful day for it. Which seltzer? What uh, flavor? Um, the watermelon. Oh, there you go. Do they have that? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure watermelon something. beer. I know. I just want to do a half-half. Half-calf. Mm. Half-calf. But back to Paul. Uh, so, so you do two-hour blocks of like two or three people. To well, be honest, we're thinking like, you know, like, like, you know, the reservations off the cuff would be like, you know, a two-hour block for two people and we'll kind of go from there. And then, you know, maybe as occupancy starts to open up, it could kind of be, you know, like half reservations, half not. But like the one thing that we're going to be stressing um, at Ghost is just like we're taking this responsibly. We're not, you know, going to fudge those lines. No, there's not going to be 20 people when there should only be 16 in here. Um, no, understandable. But now I'm going to backpedal from a business standpoint. Yeah. Two people sitting there for two hours are going to have a low check average and you can't survive on that. So it's like when they go, you go to a restaurant now that has a 25 person capacity and now they can only have 12. You know, in their restaurant, yeah, it's, a fucking, like, it's a fucking death sentence. Yeah, no, but, like, and, and I get yeah. that. But like, my my theory is that, like, I'm hoping that, like, you know, twenty five percent capacity money? With, with us after the bartender and the bouncer still gives us, I think it's like sixteen or seventeen uh-huh. people. And my theory is that, like, if I can get sixteen or seventeen people in there, knowing that we're doing it responsibly, and they have two hours to themselves that they know it's only mm-hmm. that group. I'm kind of banking on like, hey, we're providing this safe environment. And I'm kind of thinking that maybe people will come have a nice two hours and then, you know, maybe go to another brewery in Bayshore. Well, the, the thing on How many barley wines can they do takeout? Yeah, but, but if they sit there for two hours, it's going to fuck your, it's going to screw your takeout portion. And like, if those people will have a, re- oh, great, we have a really nice time for two hours and they spend 40 bucks, that's not going to keep the lights on. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think about this from my, a business perspective and trying to like keep yourself open. But no, no, no. And I get two the, hours we, and we, they end up taking to go. Curbside. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we'd still leave like two people, you know, occupancy so that people could come in and pick up or, you know, we're even talking about as a building, just having a permanent curbside spot for, uh, like for both breweries. So, yeah, yeah. Because like, like the way, the way we see it, you know, even in a year, year and a half from now, regardless of COVID or not, I don't think curbside is going away anytime soon. I think that's something that people are, um, comfortable with they're used to the efficiency it's basically like dairy barn in every fucking brewery and you know if you could just place your order online and pull up and i mean uh, I, yeah, yeah i think i think that's and that's i've been extremely be in like three or four months all, all breweries are starting to get hit up by like app companies like, start your own app for online ordering quick curbside blah, 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 blah. like it's gonna be everybody you know and their mother trying to get money from us again but um but yeah i mean that, that that's kind of my angle like that's that's my theory. Where I'm, I'm hoping that curbside will kind of still stay the same. And I'm, what I'm banking on is that people are gonna like come in and I, I mean I don't want to say like power drink, but they're gonna come in like they're gonna like have a good two hours. They're gonna plan like you know take a cab there, like an Uber there, like back or again. Like one thing that like we were finding like even as a younger brewery was just people will come in to Bayshore and drink through Bayshore. Like come to us, Great South Bay, Dubco, Brewers Collective. Um, you know, like they drink through the town. 
and uh, like even like head out to Sekitaga. It wouldn't just be a one-stop shop. One time I was bartending on a Saturday, stopped off at Sekitaga, and then saw like two people like from Sekitaga come in, come in like while I was like serving them. And I was like, all right, cool, let's go. But like people drink around Bayshore, and I'm kind of thinking that, I, like you know, that that that's my attack on it. And again, like this is my model that I'm guesstimating will work for Ghost. You know, like we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you can make anything look good on me. So I'm, um, I'm going to um, then I, that same thing again. Is there any value in then watching what happens at possibly other breweries um, around in other states to see if there's a model for that? Before we move on to that, I just want to say power drinking is the phrase my dad used to use when I'd have a party at their house <laughs> and we we're playing beer pong or flip cup. None of that power drinking was... <laughs> Sorry, is that a flashback to my... Very early 20s. <laughs> no, and the, the other side of that coin is, too, is you have, you know, when Joe talks about your, your check rate, you get me and Pominsky in there for two hours a week, and you might be a fucking billionaire in a minute. And, again, like, my theory, like you're going to sit there, you're going to have a good time, and then, you know, you're just going to grab more beer to go. And, again, like, that's the theory. That's what I'm, like, you know, kind of guesstimating. And, um, you know, like, we're less than an hour in. I'm already on beer three, so. <laughs> I am. I am slow as a. Oh, I got. Channel, all right, man. I finished I off this dude from Uber Geek. Got hey, Long Island Beach Plains. Golden Ale for you. Rescue Mead. Nice. Now I'm working on the fourth round. Nice. I still have and an open mind. I got a mission. Oh, 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 oh! Megan brought me the wrong beer. This is the Nafarelli from Brewers Collective and uh. Nice. Hey, uh, Sarah's watching us on Instagram. Right now. No, yeah, that's our. Yep. Um, you know, one of one of the things that we we all didn't even touch on, and Paul, like, because I, I did your theory about maybe having a two hour time or something like that. But um, you know, when we talk capacity, we could be somewhat near capacity at one point, and then all of a sudden a bus rolls in. I, I'm going to say this year we're not seeing winery tours we're not seeing those no. buses. oh oh yeah and like through cycle we're not, that's gone you i mean know, and, and to be, like me personally i'm thinking like when it's at 25 percent, i don't see not going away from reservation unless like outdoors open outdoors open then that could add but i don't see being able to like not go off a of reservation and like me personally the other thing too is that like a lot of people just like hanging out in the tasting room and one thing that i'm trying to prevent with the two-hour block is like people just hanging out for four hours and only having two beers. Right. Like, yep. Yep. Um, and then, and then again, like another theory is like does that? as occupancy starts to increase. No, no, because we, we, uh, this might be a little bit more of like a building problem, but like no, like sometimes you would just have some like stragglers come through and like maybe nurse a beer for like three hours, and they might be a group in with a group from another, you know. They don't. Group, they don't but, uh, deserve. They don't deserve to be there then. Well, 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 again, like that, that's another thing too, that I'm trying to just kind of like nip in the butt without having to have any specific conversation. Like, nope, these are the rules. Don't care who you are. This is the situation. Tough shit. Well, then, that, uh, that might be better than to do like a flat fee, like $50, two hours. Yeah, like yeah, like, yeah we're thinking like the reservation block would be right. a flat fee and that would come off of your tab. Right. You reserve the table for like 30 bucks or whatever and it includes like two rounds or something, you know. You, you, no, or, no, or just like that 30 bucks comes off your tab. You know, like whatever it is, like, you know, like we're probably be something like 40, 50 bucks for two people for two hours or something. And, but you know, a couple of beers and a four pack to go, 
you know, all of a sudden you're there. Like, right. so it's not like, you, you know, know, the other side from that whole coin too. And, and, and who knows? I mean, we're, we're in a very uncertain situation for lack of a better. Yeah. Um, you, you're going to have to watch what people around you are doing. And, and like Joe said before, it may not be worth him opening because he's doing so much to go, which, which in theory, I hope it stays that way. And I hope he becomes a billionaire. You, I think it's a great idea. The, the other side of that coin is, you know, let's say hypothetically, everybody opens up around Joe and then people stop going to Joe to take to go because they're like, Oh, I can just go here and drink. Right. Yeah. You need to be real flexible to say, shit, I need to open because everybody stopped coming because everybody around me is open. You know, it's, I mean, I, who knows? Sorry. You know, I, there is no certainty to any of this. I, I'm just saying, I hope all of us, and I'm sure we're all smart enough to get through it, but we need to stay flexible and on yes, top of all this. Definitely. Personally, guys, I feel like my game yeah. plan is changing every, like, twice a week. On Like, <laughs> like Monday, you'll have one idea, and on Thursday, you're, like, fucking yeah. going that's the whole entire <laughs> but no, but, but that's how that's how rapidly everything is changing right now. Like what you might think on Monday, on Thursday, you're like, no, I got to be doing this. So Joe, yeah. you're looking very Blair Witch right now, buddy. I like it. I'm back, <laughs> kids. At least this is where you can see me a little bit. <laughs> Just the muscle. What happens when you take the red pill with Joe? <laughs> go, go down to rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. There it is. So I, I actually, just a side note, I was watching The Matrix with my seven-year-old. Uh, this week, and he's asking so many questions. I'm like, dude, this is not a question movie. Enjoy the action scene <laughs> yeah. or don't enjoy the action scene. <laughs> what are you, your mother? Get out of the room. For <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, Mike? Nothing. Nothing is happening. Go sit with your mother now. <laughs> uh, Sarah, again, from the Bruce Collective, she says she's trying to watch. She has connection issues, but she says hello and uh, nice shirt, Paul. Love you, Sarah. And, and I have to, I have to I'll give, I'm going to give Paulie some props now. While he's been sitting here, he had Bruce Collector shirt on, mm -hmm. and then he had a Norfolk Brewing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, I like that hoodie, too, bro. That's a nice hoodie. I've been repping other breweries, bro. Yeah. Yo, no joke. This is my favorite hoodie because, like, the garment is just – I've had to fight Megan for it. Like, literally, <laughs> just like, like, no, like, you're not getting, like, hands off, tough shit. <laughs> Wow. Nice one too, man. Is that like a navy? And then I want to see the back. It has their full logo on. Oh yeah, what is I this? think it's full logo. Oh, the you I love you, baby. Love you too, bro. There you go. <laughs> Joe has your hat somewhere. I see Joe walking around with that one. Yeah, it's in my. It's actually in my car right now. I was wearing it yesterday. Yo, Joe, Joe was staring for bringing me this one. one. I was gonna fight her. Yeah, I, 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 I was gonna rob Aaron for the hat. And then the, finally, she walked the meter. She's like, "We finally ordered more." I was like. Wait, here's another one for you. Here's an OG joint. Holy oh, shit. Mustache 42, baby. Wow. Is that a towel? I use this like hand a, towel. A yeah, towel? it's a hand towel. hand towel. I use this with like my... It's always my base it It's his finish rag. He's not going to wipe myself <laughs> off. So. It'd be completely... Finish rag is great. Trying to get That's my friends a prop. Hey, it was like, bound to happen sooner or later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it begins, guys. Perfect. Not, I love you. Lori, I love you. We knew an hour in and we'd get a little rough. Yeah. Uh, Scott, Shit, so we're only an hour in? That, yeah. Yeah. Joe, there we go. Blair Witch. It's the Blair Witch. <laughs> yep, there we go. Not any better. There it is. Nightmare with, fuel. With a little, like... <laughs> 
a little snot trip. Nice fuel. That's a good name for a beer, also. Yeah. Guys, guys, I'm guys, I'm going for it. Oh, oh boy. Oh, there we, there go. we go. boy. I have one for Scotty because he's not drinking. So you you heard about uh, in Amityville the guy Scotty that Scotty looks like he's about to throw up just watching us drink. You really did <laughs> have that long. long I'm holding it together, guys. I'm just I'm more tired than I am anything else, and I know if I drink, I'm gonna be like this. Yep. I'm trying to power through this last one. I finished this one, so I gotta... you know those four locals got caffeine in them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I was gonna ask you. So with with all that said, and like Paul was saying, have you guys even mapped out an idea yet? Or are you still just cultivating it and watching and seeing like what's that is what's we, we, we have several ideas. Our, our our you know, our plan, like Paulie said, our our plan changes every half hour because yeah. something else comes on TV and now it's so honestly we're gonna have to I, I hate to put it this way, we're gonna continue to work on the tasting room. We'll have everything ready. We're in the process of doing the floors now. Um we're really going to have to wait till the week before June 24th. Hopefully they say we can, you know, okay, you guys can open next Wednesday or whatever that day falls on. And that assumes like that phase one goes as planned, phase two goes as planned. And and the, right. And Pete, the numbers have to stay, you know, the the, the, infirm numbers have to stay low and keep going lower. We get a spike. You know, that's that's why some of these things, you know, I, I know a couple bars out around here that got fined for basically not even shutting. Like they, they just they just went through like, I don't give a shit what anybody says. I'm going to stay open. Um, and, you know, they got fined heavily. I, I I'm be square. I'm not going to name them, but I don't feel bad for them. I put down and did the responsible right thing. You know, it's tough. You know, on one hand, you, you do have some sympathy. Like it's got to suck to just. Completely shut your business down. But like what, you know, it sets a shitty example. What do you, you know, you're not helping the community. Right. Any initial, any initial ask Pete was, it's gone on way too long in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. But the initial ask was for two weeks. Right. Couldn't shut for two weeks. You know, come on, like be a little bit of a team player for, you know, give it a shot. Let's see where this goes. To not yeah. shut the ball yeah. is kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, agree. Not, nothing too. I mean, Patchogue was a hot spot for COVID really early on in Long yep. Island. And yep. look at what just happened this week. It's yep. about like, I think it's straight line distance, probably a mile and a quarter from my house. It's like, <laughs> come on, you know, like, and, and like, that's, are there factors in this town that probably contributed to that? Yeah. Is that helping any? Fucking no. Like, no. Come on, you know, like, and like Scotty yeah, said, it's like the initial ask was for fucking two weeks. Is that really a big fucking deal? Like, okay, and personally, like, my biggest fear after all this is the negative Nancy Yelp reviews because we're literally being responsible. And then, you know, somebody it gets upset because, you know, like, you can't fucking come in without, you know, whatever, like, Whatever the, the stipulations are going to be like, that's my biggest fear is like literally following the, law, the rules, doing what we have to do, and then all of a sudden watching like, you know, just the Yelp reviews fucking. Yeah, we're, and, and we're going through that same process, boy. Like we're, we are worried about that. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And, and we're, you know, we have a meeting with Cintas and they're going to talk about putting hand sanitizer stations everywhere and, and yeah. a UV filter and a HEPA filter for the air and you know, these are things we've never even considered before. Yeah. Right. And now they're they're in they're fully into fruition. There, it's going to happen, and 
all we can do is the best we can. We know as much as, as a consumer knows, you know what I mean? And so for them to yeah. on it, they've got to be a little empathetic with what we're going through and, and we'll try our best to keep them safe. To keep it uh, mild, uh, Manny from Lithology Brewing's checking out on Instagram and says, uh, fuck Yelp. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm, yeah, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not mad about that statement. No. Well done, Manny. <laughs> yes. Um, it, I also got from James uh, from uh, Ocean, whatever. I, I always, James, in the Instagram feed, do me a favor, tell us your last name because we forget it. And I know it's in an email somewhere, but we just don't have access to it right this second. He writes, uh, breweries locally should ship in to buy can sealers for their favorite tap accounts. So what does that mean? Explain what that means. It says. You mean like uh, the $2,400 October designs? I don't know. That take yeah, five feet of machine? No, I don't think he means a crowler machine. Yeah, I think he means is that the place where you're normally yeah. selling the uh, keg to go have these on a can, uh, can like a crowler. At that, at that point, I'd, I'd rather just can them myself and sell you cans instead of kegs. He said invest in their off-premise businesses uh, and try not to jump too much on the on-premise until things get back to normal. Oh yeah, basically cans. Basically, yeah, cans. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so so pay I mean, for crowler machines for them. Yeah, I mean, well, but, like not for nothing. There's, uh, there's a lot of bars that bought crowler machines because of this because they wanted to be able to like move that stock. I right, those, and there's, the there's nothing available. Now. In general, it. it's yeah, not. Sure. A, I mean, yeah, it's the machine alone is twenty five hundred dollars, and then you yes. need the cans and everything else. It's like and they're five the, week the, and they're five week lead times now. Five weeks out, but yeah. yeah, the can with the lid can. and a label is you're still looking at thirty dollars, right? No, no, depend, well, depending on what you do, but well, I, well, I'm thinking thirty two ounce cans. So, yeah. Like, but yeah, but see how many breweries run out of those too? If you if you well, buy exactly. my if you buy cost you to buy ball mason jars. Yeah, yeah, and actually, um, speaking of which, hopscotch. Uh, started filling up mason yeah. jars to go because they yeah. ran out of crowlers. There's no, there's no crowlers out there. So we started well, going to the thing, getting balls, filling them up for to goes. You know, and that's the thing too is that even for breweries right now, crowlers are like crap. Like the Long Island like brewery owners page. No, seriously, Long yes. Island brewery owners page is just is a lot of breweries like looking for crowlers right now. Anybody that has extra is letting them go, but people are flying through crowlers right now. So even for the breweries, it's hard for them to get the actual yeah. cans. Yeah, and they have like the seamer machines. So it's like even if I mean, we bought them the the the, the cannon lines that are that like Joe said is a five week lead time. Mm -hmm. By the time they get the cans and. You know everything else. It's well, and also like, the labels. The labels are looking good. Yeah. In yeah. twelve ounce cans are is wonderful. Twelve ounce right. cans. You're never gonna. You're never gonna. Run. So, yes. so Lind Linda Meyer is not gonna have a problem with twelve ounce cans. Nope. Nope. Linda Meyer just got apparently got two two pallets of crowlers, and Chris's brother-in-law from Dubco is the guy from Linda Meyer, and he only got allocated like a, an eighth of a pallet, like, and that's his brother-in-law. Like, yeah. That, that's what kind of austerity crowds are on now. That's going to be a shitty Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, right? <laughs> the other thing, too, in the grand scheme of it all is that nobody is putting anything in draft right now. No. Oh, right. If anything, they're yeah. putting 1% to 2% in draft or, you know, fucking whatever the scale is for that. But, yeah, like, but, everything is going in cans. So printers are having a hard time keeping up printing labels for us. Canners yeah. are, like, the people producing the cans are having a hard time producing enough 16 ounce cans to keep Malt up man, everything that went iron. into 
Everything that went into kegs is now going into cans because cans are king and that's what's selling right now. It's shelf stable. It, you know, and, and, you know, that's another problem that a lot of like breweries are experiencing now is that even if they are selling copious amounts of beer, the margins are all different because the tastings aren't open, right. not selling the kegs. They, they don't have the tasting room money coming in. It's all in cans. So like even the breweries that are doing like, well, like, fuck, Oh, oh, wise, oh, the margins are different, so like paying our bills is still like like we're still like you know scraping by. Like yeah, we're we're busier than we ever have in the sense that we're brewing beer like crazy, but you know that doesn't translate into you know more money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Well, like, well, like, like, thing, about, like, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm I'm happy to be busy. I'm grateful to be busy. I'm thankful to be busy. Like I'm not saying that, but you know it, it's not this like you know. Our revenue's great. Like, oh, we have, we have money coming in, but like, we're not serving. Yeah. That's a me to a person sitting in a tasting room. It's like, it's more labor. It's a, it's a 12 ounce can. It's a lid. It's a label. It's, it's the more, we're not making the same amount of money, but the revenue's yeah. still there. So like we could be in a worse situation. And make, and make no mistake either. Like, the reason why there are so many breweries and meteries and whatnot on Long well, only one meadery, but you know, I got to include you in the group. But the reason that there are so many breweries on Long Island and in New York and in the rest of this country is because of our legal, legal ability to have a tasting room. Because we're able to have that tasting room and get that tasting room money, that's why there are able to be so many of us. If we all had to be full-on production breweries, only filling cans oh and God. being able to pay all the bills off of only that profit. They're look at panic on Scotty's but face. It, but, no, but, but, but that's what the game be. to be to become a big guy in the game. You need to be able to make a gajillion barrels. Now you could make a couple thousand barrels a year, still be a big guy in the in the grand scheme of it all. But the, again, like the reason why there are so many breweries on Long Island is because of the legal ability to have a taste. Without the tasting rooms right now, people oh. are surviving, but we're not like necessarily like as well. A, as you think of you know right. the, hey, the, the space you're occupying comes from a place that didn't have didn't get their tasting room open fast enough. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like like literally, I would not be here right now, possibly, and not to speak ill. But like right sure. now, I possibly wouldn't be here right now if they got their tasting room open in time. Right. Like, yeah, as so, wouldn't, like, you wouldn't be in the physical location you are. Yes. Right. Well, right. I, mean, I might not even have the opportunity to be completely honest, like in the grand scheme of it all. You know, yeah. one of the things for us for Barrage was our tasting room. You know, uh, we lost 18 percent. Uh, you know, revenue coming in through our tasting room, and that was ultimately one of the reasons why you know we closed, and. That's why now you see a lot of guys put a lot of money in their tasting rooms than other things. You know, maybe they don't get the big equipment, maybe they don't get the nice shiny stuff, but they know that tasting room. So that's why right now it is really, you know, imperative that everything starts to open up again. So, you know, everybody can start pulling in some money and keeping their, their, themselves afloat. And that's that, that the thing yeah. too, Pete, uh, Steve, like you, we were talking before about being flexible and all that. Like we've gone through, you know, there's so many aspects to everything we do. And so fortunately we're in cans. We don't do crowlers, but everything we make, we can. We have our own canning line. It, which, it works out which great. Is, oh, I didn't that's know that. Great though. That's, that's awesome. It's, it's great. So th that being said, we, we have the ability to do that. But, you know, just as snafu, when this all this shit started, we were just about to release Beach Police. 
we send, we, we call the labeler, this is what we need, blah, blah, blah. He says they'll be ready in whatever, a week. He calls us, he says they'll be ready on Thursday. Wednesday, they fucking shut down because they had like six people in the warehouse set. Oh, no, I can't get my labels. So we literally were taking single labels, wrapping one can in an entire case, and selling an entire case of beach plea called nude, nude beach please. And we were putting them <laughs> to get them out the fucking door. Because now the that's beer crazy because that's not legal. What's that? That's crazy because that's not legal. You know what? If, if No, it's not. Um, but, but you're selling it to a consumer. Like if Pete walked up. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Going right out the door to him. Yeah. But we, we literally, we had no choice. I mean, it's, we, I have no labels. The label yeah. guy's closed. He's holding the labels. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's why I say, you know, it's, and I think that we're just going to get so many more fucking curveballs thrown at us from. Yeah. Scott, uh, you're up in Rochester, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I muted you. Hold on, because you had some uh, some kids and dogs before. So let me just unmute. Uh, you can unmute yeah, yourself. Still muted. Yeah, hold on. Let him unmute himself here. Uh, oh, what'd you do, Mike? I, I Hold on. I, I'll click it. Mike and... fucked it up for everybody. Silence, the there, it is, there it is. I got it. There he is. So, Scott, you're yeah, I, I had neighbors uh, shouting across the backyard <laughs> to each other. Were they so, shouting whatever. obscenities? <laughs> No, they were just saying good, All right. good afternoon, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm up in that's Rochester. Not fun. Yeah. So up in Rochester, what's what's the temperature up there? Because uh, you're in the western part of the state. I saw the light a lot more brighter than Joe's outside light before. So, you <laughs> so we, uh, we, you know, like with all this COVID stuff and, you know, like uh, being a teacher and all that stuff too, like, you know, this, this definitely, like, I hear exactly what you guys are saying because we're so uncertain just on that end, right? And everyone's kind of at the mercy of this entire thing, which is, you know, really obviously crazy and scary. Um, so, you know, we're, everyone's doing their, their due diligence here, trying to follow the rules and, you know, whatever the state recommends. Um, I really don't see too many people like trying to break the rules locally or anything like that. Um, you know, it's how about just, uh, the breweries by you? What are your, your local guys? Uh, what, what are your local guys? And then what are they doing to kind of support themselves? They're doing pretty much what you guys are doing. Everything's uh, curbside pickup now, you know, mm-hmm. which is kind of great. You know, we just drive up and grab some beers whenever mm-hmm. we want. And, um, you know, that, that's all I know from the local breweries, kind of how they're handling it on that end. Um, there's a few down the road from us. Uh, K2 Brewing is one of them and Witchcraft Brewing. So they're doing uh, the curbside pickup stuff. Right. And I feel like the community's pretty strong. You know, everyone's still supporting them. Like every time I drive by, like there's cars kind of pulling through and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely putting a big hurt on the normal industry. Um, and you guys, I mean, Steve and Pete, as you guys went out to the relative breweries, you know, Steve went out to Long Island. I went over to Ghost. Um, I noticed, you know, at least a dozen cars driving through the drive-thru for their curbside pickups. So it, it shows that even on like random times at random days, as long as it's open, people are still coming to pick up their beer. Yeah. yeah. I stopped uh, at Barrier and, uh, and Long Beach. And, and Long Beach, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're in there and. The yeah, barrier you, one was super you eerie. You by the metery because you, you douches, you live, th- you live a mile and a half away. I, I stopped there the week before, and I didn't put it on social media, Joe, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I went there with my whole family. Whole we family. Rosés and whatever the hell he had. Yeah. So did you, did you get the Cosmopolitans with the LIV vodka? 
They didn't put vodka in them, but they, they were didn't good. get the vodka. They were making cranberry slushies, yeah. Yes. Nice. So slushies are the fucking. Dead. You weren't there the uh, when I stopped by. You were doing your work. little uh, the uh, the pub crawl to go, which is yeah. a fucking cool idea, by the way. Yeah, ten business. We're doing another one this week. We released it today. Ten, and that's ten a, businesses. That's a great idea to have. Yeah, I saw this. a number of businesses like, in the town together. So many more. Uh, you got a lot more participation this time. Yeah. So. So like Bayshore and far uh, and the other towns are doing them for like two or three businesses. We literally have ten businesses involved. So you Great. get so you get ten you get ten items. I was uh, in Massapequa on Sunday, and Park Avenue was fucking insane. The amount of people walking around with drinks to go from Tap Room, Dark Horse, and and uh, yeah, that's gonna get, that's gonna get people in trouble. It was fucking insane. Well, if they technically close down Main Street like they want to do in Farmingdale. Well, you can't do that work. because your business. That Farmingdale gig, uh, all the other, I, I, you know, I spoke to at least four different uh, companies or restaurants, bars, whatever you want to. They are not for this one bit. Really? It's not, they, they they it's not, it's not legal. Are you're they trying to shut down Main Street and drink in the street? No, yeah, they're, so they're in, spread the uh, restaurant in, out in into the summer street. in in, uh, in Farmingdale, a few times a year they they sh- for like street fairs and shit they shut down live at five. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. live at five as well. Me, yeah, uh, but where this, I think they just, ripped. I think they did a different name, but this did just they're trying to do that every Friday and Saturday night this summer. It's like once, but once the they're in phase three. The street's not going to be closed because the the town is saying we need to have the street open. How the fuck are they going to do that? Thank you. So they're only giving them the space sidewalk. Sidewalk. So that like narrow fucking sidewalk. So how do you walk to the restaurant? Tables. Lithology. Off on everyone's food as you go by. I guess. Jesus. Who's, who's, who's cover? Now who's covering the insurance for this? And we looked into this as a business and social distancing and all this stuff. You're responsible for the the even if it's not your property. The uh, all property around your building. So yeah. people are like, so you know, we had that we had that brick sidewalk with the brick walkway in front of the metery. Yeah, people are two feet off of that, hanging out, drinking in a group. We're so responsible for that because we'll just tell them no. So with where we're at now, you're still responsible for for the property around your around your building. I think it's fifty feet actually, fifty feet. I thought they were they were shutting down the streets. No, I was. Ta- I talked to I talked to Lithology. I talked to yeah. Croxley's. And I talk. Uh, I talk to uh, uh, Flux mm. Coffee. They all said the same thing. They were only going to be allowed a couple tables out front. Um, and uh, especially for Croxley, Croxley does a lot of to go. They're doing all the frozen drinks, and they're also doing you know beers and and food to go. And you know, obviously they they, they were doing that before before all this too. Even the beer to go. Now, if they put those tables in front, it kills their to go. Because yeah. Now, now again, like going back to like responsibility, this is another frustrating thing where it's like the the laws are being bent in the sense that like bars and stuff can do drinks to go, right? But now here are like you know people then just like drinking it on Main Street. It's like now like like the bars can't go out on Main Street and tell you not to fucking drink the drink, but like it's like at a certain point like there needs to be some level of, like responsibility where because if people are just going out and like drinking on the street and then fucking going to their car and driving like well, everybody's going to be shut down you know, you know it, that's another thing because if you ever go to Penn Station 
there's places all over where you got root sodas and it's, you know, but there's a train involved. So a lot of people are, you know, very, uh, what, what's the term? Uh, they, they are interested that, that that's going to be a problem. Yeah. But at the same token, they're looking at it might save their business. So Manny says he's you know, not going to be. That, it's that sort of Democles hanging over your head. You, you know, you do, you don't. Um, yeah. That's I mean, scary. Yeah, that they're not going to, like, it's not like Main Street and Farmingdale is, is a, the sidewalks are a wide thoroughfare right. with this huge setback. It's a narrow street with a pretty narrow sidewalk. You know, if if they did it as like they did their whatever they, they called it, their live on yeah. Main or music yeah. on Main, that was it. All you all, yeah. you yes, exactly. is, all you need is that one strip to be open, which is which is not Main Street. Um, all you Conklin just Conklin open, mm-hmm. and people can still go around. Yeah, what's the problem? So I got Manny in the Instagram and he's saying, dude, I'm not going to go out and police them. Um, it's a terrible idea, yes. but people are already drinking on the street and parking yes. in the lots in the back and drinking. Yes. It's a tough stop to be tough spot to be in. And we had a meeting about it today. I guess there, and I've noticed this, there's a bunch of um, like diners and restaurants that are opening up their parking lots for like drive-ins quote unquote, and people are opening their trunks and setting up tables in the park. Oh yeah, there was uh, some some place up in Huntington Station was doing like a drive-in, but now like a drive-in what? movie thing. They were you know got a projector out on the side of their building. Right. So what what's the difference then of of that and people just you know openly drinking down the street? There's no difference. It's the same law on the sidewalk as it is in the parking lot. So are you now going to be responsible because it's your can in their hands mm. when they're in the back so. parking lot? Well, no, I don't I think, think so either. For somebody that like worked nine seasons of Alive After Five in Patchogue, yeah. let me tell you this. Oh, show. Yo, <laughs> definition of a shit show. But like, let me tell you this. People get into the parking lot and sit in their cars or around the cars and knock back a 12-pack before they hit the streets. Yeah, that's true. Like, so people, people were pre-game before they were going into Alive After Five. And you know, music on main and insert your towns alive after fucking whatever number you want to submit. But like, it, it's like, but that was the mindset that a lot of those things were feeding to begin. Daddy. And I was looking for that today in so the beer store. Yeah, so I went good. to three so different places and couldn't find it. Which one? Wow. Which place you go? Well, what? I ain't trying to blow up anybody. No, no, no. Which, they which Long Island. They all killed it. I got my beach, please. So <laughs> I was so looking I, for this too when I went to the brewery. And and I saw it, and I'm like, got to get it. Thanks so much for dropping that six-pack off. Paulie, I'll get you somebody. King Celtic is the ball. Paulie, what are you doing over there? (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. I see some Well, by the way, uh, are you taking your mustache shower out again? (laughs) (laughs) You You know what I would really like to see come out of all this, and and I'm I, I've been saying it, but, and and I want to figure out a way to say it. To, not you guys, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but say it nicely. Well, we we are live, so like, just there are people watching. We see no, I mean, we see we see everybody, and I'm sure everybody in this group. We're all supporting our local restaurants, and you yes. know, taking out what I hope. And Steve, you, you, you were in this business for a long time, Paul. We're all in it, right? I hope these motherfuckers turn around and realize, wow, these little breweries were coming for lunch here and they were got 
I don't want to hear the thing. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to put this on tap because he offered me X amount of money. How about you fucking give back and support the local breweries? Cause there's plenty of them around here. Yeah. You know, I, I will say this, like even like earlier on too, I started hearing from a lot of, uh, come on, I bars. on internet. Uh, no, no, I started hearing from like a lot of bars, like earlier on into the quarantine, just once they started to realize the, the, the bigger scheme of things and how this affected all of us as an Island. They, a lot of them kind of started making commitments to just be like, you know what? I did My draft it. lines are only going to be like Long Island and New York. And I did that, hear that. I hope they stick to it. Look at yeah, you. yeah. And, and, but, but like, I, I do think it's genuine because I think they realize like how much we're, we are all going to be in this together, like for the long run and how it is going to be like one hand washes the other. And I think it's going to be one of those things that people are, are, are they going to like, like thrive that much more or, um, they're going to dig in deeper to their natural, you know, business model and stand on their own. And, you right. know, let, Sorry, let guys. I lost, I lost connections. I'm a little behind. That's right. Yeah, you're, you're, the voice uh, sounded like you needed a finish rag there. Yeah. Come on, Internet. Come on, Internet. Pornhub throws up again. Every time. Just that finishing moment. I was trying to download download a very high res JPEG and it broke. Sounded like, <laughs> like Randy Marsh there for a little bit. <laughs> Paul, right. this dude, no, this Kentucky like, Common is the ball. Can, can you give me a quick, quick you, recap about what you said? You last you were like, oh, something about people at lunch, and I'm gonna put something on tap, and then everything fucking went to hell. Yeah, no. So, so I hope all these right. We're all going out to our local restaurants and uh-huh. we support them because we want to see them stay around. I hope they return the favor when we go back to normal and say, you know what? I am going to have a considerable yeah. amount of local product. Thank God Dockley Lau opened up again. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to name restaurants, but there was um, a certain place. Chinese restaurant. No. Not that- <laughs> name names. Name names. That was selling beer to go. Okay. And was only selling hype boy beers. And yeah. was like, I'm not doing well. And like not supporting local. But it's like, oh, I'm local, I'm local, I'm local. But then, like, everything he was pushing is like, oh, Hill Farmstead. Oh, this. Like, there you, you go. You're not going to get any lo- when, when this shit comes back, you're not going when you, to, when you want something from one of us, like, you're not going to get love, be, love or something that, that might be a little limited. Right? I have so a feeling like, I know who that is, Joey. Not, not, not for nothing. Like, like, and I'm not people, trying to tell people, Trish for the People hate me with stuff like stuff about that. About one of these. want to make more money. Hype boy beers aren't necessarily the place to do it. Um, no, because unless you look at money, you people over the table, which, yeah. but, um, two things that came out in the Instagram chat really quick. Uh, Manny said he, that he seals the beer, he'll sell it. And what they do after that is up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 90 second beer review, one of our guests uh, a few weeks back said, is there any chance of a pop-up event in the local park or anything like that where social distancing t- t- can take place? And, you know, each brewery can be invited to. Pretty much what he's saying is, won't beer fest outdoors make sense? You can't. Well, who's who's gonna foot that bill? Right. There has to be insurance. There, you have to get a, a day of day of a uh, day of um of what's called permit. You have to get insurance. Well, who, who's gonna put their name on that right now? Well, the thing too is, starfish would do it, but they're not gonna deal with that. No, hundred percent. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my name on this right now. Well, like, a, a, exactly. Like like you want to talk about like this logistic, that logistic, blah blah. blah. What were you just talking about earlier about the customer feeling comfortable coming in and wanting to spend money? Mm -hmm. Right now, I don't want to go to a beer festival. 
Because God forbid that gets gets tied to. I want to go in August. I don't want. Yeah. There you go. Just saying, August 7th. Well, like you want a room job too? I bet not, don't you? City. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, you know what? And, and Paulie, like, and you know the camaraderie. We're, we're all yeah. arms around each other. We're drinking out of each other's everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go, oh, this is great. Paul, try this. You know, and the drunker we get, the creepier it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just all kill each other today. Like, There'll be no craft market and AV will win. Like that's I'm gonna sell, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell a, a a a necklace of hand sanitizer and spray sanitizer at all the beer festivals. No more hand, pretzel necklaces. Hand, hand, hand sanitizer, sanitizer necklace pretzel, is gonna replace pretzel. a pretzel necklace. Hand sanitizer pretzels where like there's a little like nozzle on there. That's how we spread sanitization through if, the, if AC Beer, beer Fest, Fest does go off and we go down there, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm making a, a hand sanitizer beer. <laughs> Pretzel necklace. Pretzel. Oh, hand sanitizer. We'll, pretzel, make, we'll hand make a couple of them. We'll sell them. Oh, my God. We, we made a fortune. And then we could go fucking hit the roulette table and then we'll... <laughs> and, and lose all of it all back. <laughs> like, you put um, it in the shape of a boot. Eric, boot sanitizer. Eric, oh, oh, there you go. go. Now you're talking. Das boot of hand sanitizer. Das boot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got Eric uh, Schl- Schleier. On Instagram right now, he's asking. Uh, he runs a delivery program right now for Bridge and Tunnel, um, and it's been a blessing. Thank God for delivery services. How is the delivery game out here on Long Island? Nice question. I put it out a few times. We didn't get many. We didn't get many people. People just coming to us. I tried. Daddy, you, you guys are delivering, right? Yep, we're delivering, and and we're getting. You know, it it is slowed down considerably. I won't lie to you, but in the beginning. We were we were doing a decent amount of delivery, you know. We tell people to get it between five and seven, you know. Greg was leaving at five and deliver as much as he can, and you know, we we, we had people taking advantage of it. I think people panicked at first, stocked up like it was yeah. the doomsday, and now yeah. they're holding back a little bit because they got a fridge full of beer. That's me. Go it's home not me. Like I'm drinking through my beer. First, um, they kind of mellowed up but we still got like a couple of week now but um tap room has really been doing really well for us in the city i um, did see that because i see the instagram I keep seeing post your, yeah you're, and, you're, yeah and, so you're they first, deliver they'll deliver us to your front door in the five boroughs within four hours hmm. uh and then wow. they could ship anywhere else in new york state now how does so that work they've been they doing really well stock they basically a distributor that holds on to your stock and then delivers or yeah yeah they, they like pick it up from us uh <laughs> right. a local yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, basically but, uh, a home yeah, they, They've been picking up from us like once a month. Uh, they've been picking up the core brands. They just picked up uh, the Blue Dream and the Ghost Ship. Mm. So those like should be on their site like any second now. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they've been doing well oh, by us. And that right there. Uh, <laughs> love that beer. I love you, buddy. The, uh, uh, the one that, thing that, that was really well for us. And uh, I'm, I'm going to unmute Scott for a minute just for a second because uh, up in um, Rochester, can you – because I, I actually got an order in for Hudson Valley because they have a new sour IPA, and I'm really loving the sour IPAs. Equilibrium has been delivering <laughs> statewide. I mean, not that I don't support local because I have a shit ton of local beer in my fridge every week, Dubco deliveries and, and hitting up all the local guys. Um, but – has that been a, a big deal out there for people to ship statewide? Have you guys thought about that? I know Paul, obviously with Taproom, it's, it's helpful in the five boroughs, but is there uh, something to worry about when you do a statewide delivery system? 
So for us to do it, the, the rumors now is right now they're probably going to end that on June 6th. Fuck. Really? Yeah. Put another yep. order in real quick. Um, were so you really allowed to do it? We are allowed to do it they, right now. They, they Dude, allowed us to do it like, during no, they allowed us to do it during quarantine. That was Correct. one of the things that they allowed. Yeah, but weren't you always allowed to do it? But it was like that weird beer distributor thing that you wouldn't ship to other parts of the state because you kind of like gave that part up to the to the homies. Yes, but but that was all kind of forgiven with the unknown. But yeah, we're hearing that June sixth. That's going to go away. Um, so we haven't really vested a whole lot into it. I'm not, you know, we just. You know, if they turn around tomorrow and say, "Yeah, this is going to go on forever," obviously we're going to do our due diligence and dig Fuck deeper. Yeah. But for right now, we're talking next week. Basically, it's you know the next ten, twelve days, and it's it's over. So yeah, well, that's, that's that's good. That's a good. That's a good part of being a winery. We could we could ship anywhere in New York State. Statewide, yeah, that's not yeah, really because no we're because we're a winery, right? Scott, so anything up there that's been doing something like that, or have you explored any of the downstate breweries that are doing those? Got that, got that, up, got that other half up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't there. explored any of those, I guess, opportunities yet. Um, okay, Jenny, Jenny, Dream, Jenny Dreamail. <laughs> <laughs> it's right down the road, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I really don't know too much about that. I don't know how – how that even worked out like was that something we can order directly from the breweries down south or down yeah, I mean, it's on a brewery to brewery basis at this point so if you you know on social media Gray south bay dubco i think so right? what would shipping be i guess does anybody know how much shipping would be to ship out to rochester so Buffalo i'll give you area? a baseline um ups signature required 15 yeah we have to do shipping. ups that's correct 15 so, 15 statewide Yep. for a two four pack so i guess it depends on how you package it so you obviously have to have the right size and the right dimensions so we just did the goes up from there we just did the uh brewery tour virtual tour that uh nysba just put on yeah last what was it this past you, week which brewery did so, you sir? what's that which brewery did it was it um evil twin there's there's four the of them all other half. yeah other half yeah um and so that was the first time I ever had like beers come to the house, which I thought was actually really cool. Uh, but um, the new one we had Spider Bite, and... yeah. Mm -hmm. So that that's all I've done with it so far. Um, normally, you know, I just try and my wife and I just try and drive around, and when we get low, we just kind of support whoever's local down the road or whatnot, and try and share the love as much as possible. So that's interesting because New York State Brewers Association did those, you know, virtual tasting programs where they would you know grab a couple breweries you for whatever 60 bucks you got the access to the zoom and the brewer you got the yep. beer tasting at your house um and so those again were all you know kind of staggered out throughout the last few weeks um have you noticed a an uptick in exposure for the for the brew bag brew bag brand try to say that three times um <laughs> because of that does it does it definitely help to sponsor those and get the word out yeah it does i mean it it definitely changed the way the sponsorship was starting off at like coming into 2020 like you know we had all these events lined up and things <laughs> planned out with the game and um you know kind of once COVID hit it's like what are we going to do how are we going to transition this but you know at the same time the game goes really great with the breweries and you guys you know being brewery owners you guys are my target like demographic like I want people that are in your breweries to purchase my game. Like I'm not looking for the 20 year old. So 
I've had yeah. I've had a couple people already text me asking me about it. How did they get it? So Okay, it's uh brubag.com, not B-R-E-W. Okay. You can, and of course you can they can type always go to in. our Instagram and there'll be links to the promo code, Steve. Yes. So don't don't send out any information until that promo code's live. Yeah. Yeah. Um really quick though, Scott. Um so did you preliminary get any numbers on, you know, how many because as a sponsor, you kind of going to want to see some some analytics. Did you see how many people uh, bought into those Brewers Association virtual tasting things? Did they give you any information about that? Not yet on the, the tastings. Um, I mean, it's the last one we went to. There's I don't, I don't even know how many people there. There is a ton of people. And, um, you know, I personally liked it. Like, I'm going to do it again. They got one coming up next month. I, I think – yeah, I think it's a cool idea. It's, you know, it exposed me to some different breweries that I'm not aware of. So, you know, just trying to get out there and get some different, um, I think is really cool. And I think that can definitely continue if New York State allows it with, the, you know, shipping the beers and things like that. Yeah. And if Scott's at all correct, they might not be able to do that after a week or so from now. So, and, yeah. well, here, here's, here's a question for Scott too. And I don't, and, and I certainly don't want to crap on on your business because i got to scott yeah no bring it on man no they're telling us like we're hearing that cornhole may not be allowed because of the transmission of you know two people handing the bag do you have Ah. a plan for that or so so i mean that's you know realistically like going into this whole covid thing like i i it's myself in the business and then i have a small marketing team and you know speaking to my marketing team, like, what are we going to do? Like, shit, what are we going to do? Right. People are still going to play it though. Um, like my family would play this. My, my, I would take it over to fire Island and play it all weekend. Like so, as so much as we, it, a marketing tool for the breweries, eventually once past 25% capacity and you get to 75 and a hundred, then it doesn't really matter. Right. No one's well, going to feel weird about touching a beanbag. Well, they're telling well, us we're not allowed. Did, are what we did now no? is we kind of turned it around like, hey, you guys, I mean, how many people are sick of seeing their family, right? <laughs> like, I have my kids and my wife, like, what are we going to do, you know? Like, oh, my God. So, um, you know, like, that's what we targeted to. Like, hey, you're stuck inside with your family. Try something new. You know, as long as you're with your loved ones, if you got roommates, if you're whatever the case is, you know, get out and try something new. And so- then, you know eventually down the road like yeah if we get back in full swing and you're in public like the the biggest thing like you guys are saying you're taking all the precautions so you guys don't you know potentially harm anyone the last thing i want to do is promote a game like hey social gathering come play this game so, <laughs> it's, it's, right it's so, big, put it in your mouth give it to me <laughs> so so i'm doing what i can where like yeah i'm still selling and you, unfortunately, like, I don't know what you're going to do with it, but like, as long as I'm saying, like, keep it with your loved ones, keep it with the people you're close. And okay. that's yeah. more. Yeah. That, that's really what I'm trying to do. Like, you, you know, the last point, Scott. Um, yeah. So I'm really jealous right now of uh, Paul and Joe, because I think they're the only ones right now here in the Zoom that don't have children that they have to. Scotty, around them. what a hell of a time! Scotty's not allowed to be within like three hundred yards of a school. I mean, oh, smart. Children <laughs> <laughs> are on their own. Uh, but still, you still I have to have them around. around. I got fucked on that too. What a great time to be, you know. Oh God, what a great time! Yeah, seriously, what a great time to be single, man. 
We say that, but I'm sure Joe. Not, I'm very much hitched. Oh, okay. no, 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 that's, <laughs> no, I know. I'm but, sorry. But no, what, what I meant is what a, what a great time to, to be childless, I yes. guess. Really? On that note, though, like I was the, like a couple of weeks ago, I even said to my fiance, I was like, hey, like now might actually be like the smartest time ever to have a baby because financially you know <laughs> she's like coming over to look at me like and this is me saying this i was just like hey like this actually You're like wrong. Might, <laughs> quick. i don't know man right now like all i'm saying <laughs> You know, like, I'm, I'm actually blessed in the sense that if I ever ask my wife if she wants children, she knows that 50% chance they may be like me, and she's going to be like, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Smart move. And I don't blame her. I don't, well, if, if you I don't, don't already either. have a dog, get a second dog or get a first dog. <laughs> yes. no, the the child like, that's most I'm, like me is like just a burgeoning psychopath. Uh, <laughs> and it's a new one. You got a cat no. like around winter's time. We like rescued a stray from outside, but... uh. It was definitely one of those things that we were like, yeah, we're not going to get another dog until but I told you to after the wedding. Call but... and leave. What was that? When you take hobos in, you just tell them to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I've definitely been like missing, missing the doggo uh, a lot, like through this whole quarantine. And uh, it's like definitely been like trying to like fight that itch of like, hey, like, let's go get another one. Like responsibly. It's they're like, hard, they're hard to get now because everyone wants a fucking dog. Yeah, yeah, but my brother tried to get a bloodhound. He found a uh, like a rescue from New York City that had like a three-year-old bloodhound, and he's like, "I definitely don't need another dog, but it's a bloodhound named Jeb." And Jeb, uh, <laughs> so, but Paul, that bloodhound Quincy that looks that comes in the brew all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's two oh, blocks away from me. It walks past my house all the time. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's the one that's, that's awesome. the, the uh, like the reverse coloring. It's like the the light and the lighter. I think it's no. Uh, this one, it's like kind of like gray and like like. There's gray. an odd amount of bloodhounds in my neighborhood. Like I, I live in I live We're in murders. Very suburban area. Like I don't know why there are three. Like I, I regularly see bloodhounds being walked up and down my fucking block. Me, personally, I don't see going anywhere off of, like, a Husky for, like, the immediate mm. future. Like, mm. well, like eventually, like, I'll get old enough where, like, I won't be able, like, where we won't be able to, like, handle, like, the energy level. And then, like, the goal for, like, retirement is, like, have enough money where we can just, like, rescue, like, old Huskies at, like, the end of their lives where we can keep up with their energy mm. level at that point. But, uh, like, the Husky breed definitely, like, hit home for Stop us. Stop it. You're going to make me cry, you That's idiot. <laughs> No, I know, I know. I'm trying not to like make myself cry, but um, but no, I actually have a beer planned like for November. Um, I I wanted to do this last year, but state wouldn't let me open. Um, but like, hopefully, if everything goes well this year for Thanksgiving, like I got a beer plan that I want to basically drop like around the dog adoption event. Um, and it's called Sled Dog Stout, and like that'd be just like fucking awesome to be able to like drop a beer and uh, you know, adopt a bunch of dogs out, but. You know, again, even with this whole COVID thing, like who knows if you'd even be able to like have dogs in the do an event like so, that, yeah. But, but like you know, maybe. But again, like this is when we start to like you know reinvent stuff, and it's like maybe we're gonna do a virtual dog adoption or something where. Or do it like, outside, Paul. You know, I'll like, tell you a couple of the events we did. We've done a few dog adoptions at the brewery. 
and no bullshit, they were some of the best days that we've had yeah. financially. Well, I mean, he doesn't like, want to get drunk and adopt a dog. Yeah, who doesn't want to drink and be around puppies? That sounds fucking <laughs> ideal. Yeah, I mean, and it was funny too. Like, so Great South Bay, like they had a, a run in a dog event or something. Um, I, I, I lost track of time. It was like a bunch of months ago. But there Is that was that weird like, terrier breed you want, Joe? Yeah. So there getting, was just like one like what I'm getting. I'm, get, I'm like, getting one eventually. <laughs> they were like all white, and I was like bartending with Ben. And I saw like these like couple of dogs and there was this, like one white dog and I was like, yo, that one with the turquoise bandana, bet your ass when Megan comes into work, she's gonna come in and like look at me and give me the puppy dog. I was like, but babe, it's like so cute. And like minute she came in, she came back in the ghost and was like, babe, and I just looked at Ben and he started laughing and it was she was like, the white one with the turquoise bandana. And I was like, <laughs> I told you like, but but like I wanted to bring him home and that's been like, it's just like that like fighting to try to be responsible with knowing what we like we're, we're hopefully trying to like get married in october if this will hey, allow it oh. and it's just like oh. we kind of like to just do that follow that through and then adopt a dog so it's not like we're adopting another dog within a couple of wedlock and you know like <laughs> and then having to go away and this and that like we want to be able to like especially even with like the honeymoon and whatnot we want to be able to like Get the yeah. dog and like give it a proper home, but uh, Yo, it's that definitely like a spot that's been missing in our heart. But like, that... I can't wait to fucking yeah. get another dog for sure. You, like, you had the dog. The customers like would bring their dogs in. It was just like oh, all the love it. And again, it's like I miss I miss the the regulars. I miss the regular dogs. Like the uh, new the new baby jacked up the plans to get a second dog. Yeah, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> wow! Just, just get life, and you would have had your dog. Just leave her alone. Joe, did a, uh, Joe just did a virtual background with a dog, and he was coming out of the dog's chest plate. So I tried to take a picture, and he dropped out of it because it looked so bizarre. Go back into it because it's Joe's face on the chest of the dog. Right. What kind of breed is that again, Joe? A wire-haired pointing griffin. Oh, that's such a weird fucking dog. That's some Harry Potter. Long story short, I, uh, I, I applied to a breeder, and everything got accepted, and she's supposed to have uh, a litter in May. Dude, how weird is dealing with some of these breeders? Like the... uh, super nice. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 well, I have to drive seven hours to pick it up, but my wife. We ended up with a with a rescue, uh, but we were looking at like purebreds, uh, you know, a couple different breeds, mm. and like just trying to find like a normal human that would sell me a dog was was challenging. What yeah, because I wouldn't sell you a dog. No, I like oh, a normal human. I mean, look at no, yeah. I had, like, I, you know, the, and you like, have to fill like a fucking questionnaire. And... Well, the problem is, Pete, you might want to wear pants to that interview. <laughs> yeah. and, but why, Scott? Why? And, and don't don't tell them about all the, you know, bestiality and everything. He's like, I got a Costco like, membership. I get all this peanut butter. The dog will be great. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete's balls are weird I know looking. firsthand, like, the, those interviews could be fucking wicked, so... When uh when I first like met Wesley, like who I ended up like eventually adopting, um, my landlord was having a Which rough week that week, so I waited a couple of days to like ask him. Went to the breeder, was like, "Yeah, I want to adopt him." He'd been adopted out already, so mm. we had started this like whole other search. Found this dog up to Connecticut. Oh, boom! Uh, like visited him three times. He did a house visit. We were going to fucking like pick him up finally and. 
they're just like, nope, not taking him home. And we're like, but you called us and told us to pick him up. And they were like, nope, not taking him home. And we ended up um, going to like pick up like more cat food. And then he ended up getting brought back because the family that had adopted him initially was irresponsible. So we ended up getting the first dog that we were like initially wanted anyway. But it was just like, it was kind of like one of those like beautiful mistakes. But at the end of the day, though, like that interview shit like really killed us because we were driving up to Connecticut like fucking three or four times. They did the home interview. We put up a fence. Like we went through all that shit. And um, yeah, it was just like last minute. They were just like, nope, we, not taking them home. Yeah, gotta, I, we had researched like every, every large breed, basically like every, everything that's like got Mastiff, like every Mastiff related dog. Like this is what we're gonna get. We're not gonna we're gonna get from a breeder where the dogs are on site. You know, we gotta go visit the breeder three times. Then my wife got sick and went to the hospital and she's like, just get a fucking dog. <laughs> and we went to a rescue and like it was like, yeah, uh they came to the house one time. Oh, you have a fence. You're obviously qualified to care for another dog. So come pick up your fucking dog in Queens and you're good. So I, I fell behind on the Instagram chat. So let me just back up a little bit and maybe we can catch up here. Uh, are they mailing beer or is it home delivery? I think it's both at this point. Yes. Home delivery yeah. and mail beer. Um, so uh, Manny from Lithologies saying that the mailing beer brewery will not be allowed to, will not be allowed, but distributing cans. And he also says VR cornhole tournaments on Zoom. Not a bad idea. So then it is socially distant. VR brew uh, bag games. Yeah, exactly. And three leagues online, which is not a bad idea either. Um, uh, Jesse uh, Niesenbaum, our buddy from uh, another, yes. everyone knows who that guy is. Playing the, the, the geek right there. He, he, was, he was texting me before. Oh, it's the most deaf. Jesse's awesome. Yeah. You ain't so doing it. Oh, that's going to fall on you, Peter. Uh-oh. It did a lot. The last time I did this was the show that got deleted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should start saying I should start making all color jokes. Indeed. Like as yeah. soon as as soon as like the yeah it it toppled about the time grass. Oh, the the beer. Oh. Um. So Jesse wrote uh, the moral of the story: always keep your bean bags clean. Yes. Um. Independent True story. Uh, who is the uh, wife, I believe, of Jesse? If not girlfriend or yeah, sister. Courtney, Courtney, wife. Yes, Courtney, Courtney. Yes, wife. He's a Linnerhurst resident, right? And she moved to Florida. Uh, yes, people well, are both totally... to Florida, and she she does all of our labels now. Nice. Oh, oh. Nice. I um, do. Uh, I do sell plastic filled bean bags, so you can definitely wash your your bags if you needed to. Nice. You know, I always find. Yeah, I, I always try and wash my bean bag. Yeah, just dip them in. You know. Just well, you know, it's it, it's funny, Pete, uh, Melissa, who I love dearly from James Port Farm Brewery. She had yeah. posted the thing on the brewer's website she basically says anybody know how to sanitize a bean bag and i said a hot shower and body wash to take care. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. and this is the conversation i was expecting from tonight <laughs> <laughs> and Let the shower a little baby powder keep it fresh you're good no they yeah, got a baby good. powder you can't even buy it they get really ugly you know maybe a clorox wipe you know whatever so so we got to go a little off off all this and I, I like to try to ask this every every time uh, we do a show. So for everybody, and, and when Paul gets back, I'll ask him too. Right now, what is your favorite beer, your go-to beer, and it can't be the what you brew. Hmm. And what was the beer that 
such trickery you produced here. Oh, this 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 is easy. Well, oh, so we'll start with with being big, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, honestly, I just picked up this K two. Nice. This is a coconut lime milkshake IPA, Ooh. and this is actually really really freaking good. Is um, it like a I didn't, I didn't think I'd like it, it. Basically, what's that? Is it like a pina colada with hops in it, basically? Kinda, yeah. And I, I didn't think, because I don't like coconut really. I got this for my wife, and, um, and now you like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, and then what was the other question? The first um, one. What What was What was like the beer that turned you on to craft beer? So I don't. I I wasn't like a craft beer guy to begin with. It's always It's always been my wife. She's a you know. She's the one that got me into it. You know, I was the guy that could crush Bud Lights all day long. That was kind of it. You know, being cheap and in the military, you know, you don't have that much money to spend. Yeah. Um, so I always liked the Pilsners and things like that before I got into the IPAs. Yeah, then you So any kind of light Pilsner, that was like my go-to drink when I started getting involved in IPAs. Cool. Um, what about you, buddy? Yeah. Me? Yeah. So this is going to fucking blow your mind, but you guys will know what it is. But the beer that really like first ever let me realize, holy shit, there's beer out there. Like beer isn't Budweiser. You know what I mean? Is um, a lot of people don't like it. Stone Ruination fucking threw me for a loop when I first. Yeah, baby. I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is unreal. Like it, it was unreal. Um, I yeah, I and I'm really, too. I'm like a light pilsner guy. I'm, I'm a, believe it or not, like if I'm, if I'm sitting down drinking all day, it'll be, it's, it's fucking PBRs and stuff like that. I mean, I prefer IPAs. I prefer flavor in, in my beer. But if I'm gonna drink all day long, hundred beers, yeah. I, I have, I have, I go to for that. Yeah, that's what I mean. If, if I'm drinking all day long, that's... now, so what, what is one of your go tos now? Be again outside of Long Island. Same mischief. Oh Same you mischief. guys are all going to make fun of me, but I will tell you. You ready? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I fucking will crush Natter Days any day of the week. And I love Natter Days. Really? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. I don't, I don't hate I, I don't. I don't hate it. I think they're fucking delicious. It's so good. I love Natter Days. We were, we were up last year. We were up at, at Tap New York, and I kept, I brought a 30-pack of Natter Days, and Greg's like, I'm not fucking drinking it. And I'm like... <laughs> You will. One. And he's it like, I will drink it. And I'm like, try it. So literally all weekend, I'm, I'm like, I got it in his face. And I'm like, just fucking try one. I said, I'll tell you what, take a sip of this one. If you don't like it, I'll drink it. And I won't bust your balls the rest of the weekend. He literally cracks it open, takes a sip, hands it back to me and walks away. He gets into the other room and he goes, that's goddamn delicious. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I told you. I want to hate it. I, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna drink it." And I tried it, and I'm like, "Ugh! I want, I want to hate it, but I can't." I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell you this quick story. So I was out on the boat on Saturday. We were cruising around uh, the, the Robert Moses Inlet, um, Fire Island, and whatever you want to call it. And um, so I ran out of my night fight. I went through that pretty quick. And then I, uh, what else did I have? I had something else. And then I ran out of beer and I'm like, shit. So the captain only, my, my buddy only had Coors Banquet. I love and, Banquet. And the Miller Lite. And banquet I, all day. I, I started I with Miller Banquet Light. all day. Yep. Yeah, banquet I started with Banquet all day. Miller Lite and I went, 
wow, I forgot how much I, I love pills and how easy drinking it is, especially when you're out in the sun and you're on the boat and you're fishing. I crushed a few of those and then I went right to banquet. I'm like, wow, I forgot how this was. Too. Banquet's like, fucking as far, awesome. As banquet's far away beer, from, from a great beer. mainstream <laughs> beer I am, when I had that, I went, not that I'm saying it's awesome, I, I, but it is No, it's awesome. Drinkable. It's awesome. I, <laughs> I'll say Sorry. It. Sorry, Joe. You know, one of my favorite things about going to Dubco is during canning days? Double light. No. Is that Ooh. someone always brings them cases of Utica Club. And, yeah. we drink, and we drink Utica Club all fucking day. Utica yeah. Club is delicious. Nice. It's a, great drink. It's a well-made Pilsner. It's beer-flavored beer that you could drink a hundred of. Beer I don't know about beer-flavored beer. I don't know about that. <laughs> no. You know all about it, buddy. You know all about it. Joe Joey, seems, seems the OG pastry boy. Joey, yeah. what was what was uh, the one that started you on craft beer? And what so I, work, I, I worked in the beer distributor from uh, fifteen to I was twenty one. So I went through the whole Pete's microbrew, Sam Adams, thousand flavors, like during that phase. And my boss at the time would sell me beer. So I never had a shitty beer phase, really. Like like in 96, I would go to high school parties with bass. Oh. With the, like and Warsteiner and like all uh, Warsteiner Dunkel and Beck's Oktoberfest. Oh yes, Bunk's Oktoberfest. Uh, Beck's Oktoberfest, I buy every year. Beck's, yep. Beck's Dark was fucking my favorite. Really, Beck's Dark. But Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was the first beer that was like, Great fuck, beer. this is Sierra Nevada is my my Nevada Pale Ale is my my desert island beer, and my go to right now is Meadworks House Beer. Which is Miller Highlight? No, I said you can't use yours. I want to use your own. No, I said I, I didn't say that. The house beer of WA Meadworks is Miller High Life. Oh, oh I didn't hear you. We drank hey. so much fucking Miller High Life while while fucking building out Meadworks. Like and paint a beer, buy fucking cases of Miller High Life. I love Miller. Uh, really? So while you were gone, I asked, um, and I asked every time we do a show. What was the first beer, the craft beer that that sent you on your path of craft beer, and what is the beer that you look for or you want to drink now that's not your own? Um, so it's kind of like a two part answer on the beer that like got me into like craft beer. So, the like once I like got past the blue moon phase and started experimenting and like finding like craft beers, like actual craft beers, um. Dogfish Head's um, India Brown Ale was like reading the label. I was like, wait, beer could have brown sugar in it. Like, okay. Like, and I remember taking that and just being like, this is fucking awesome. Enjoying it. That like led me into drinking a bunch of different Belgian stuff and just making sure I bought something new every time I went and like properly tasting it. But once I started like thinking about wanting to get in the beer industry and like analyzing some of those craft brands that I really enjoyed, it was like when I like analyzed the stone pro portfolio and the rogue portfolio in comparison to a lot of other companies. Now granted, like, yes, you're in Nevada Palo. That's like the OG crazy like, yeah. craft beer, but like everybody else's oh. like portfolio was light red stout oh, and like, you know, Palo or something like that. And with stone, like arrogant bastard was like their flagship. And with rogue, like, I dead love guy the fucking, was like the, their uh... flagship. And I loved like 
the look like like the like like the level of adultiness that they were like taking with it where it's just like no this I is love like a the description on that we're not gonna we're not gonna market this towards kids we're gonna market this towards adults and I appreciated that like level of adultness and just like the darkness I kind of like naturally gravitated towards it but even just the beers itself like arrogant bastard like that's not an entry level beer that was their entry level beer yeah. rogue dead guy that's a little bit more of an entry level oh, beer, God, but it's still an aggressive entry level beer for, you know, early 2000s and whatnot. Like, and I think that was like one of the things that like, it was like, this is still flavorful. It's aggressive. It's risky, but it's a high seller. And that was kind of one of those like beers that inspired me. It was like, you don't have to go at like a basic model. Take what you enjoy, push that forward. Obviously, like, you're always going to have a market that you're, um, marketing towards and like that you have to hit and i think my work like my previous job like shows that i could do that and like in that kind of an angle but like but but still like it's all about balance and keeping things in check but like the fact that those beers were like still so aggressive but their entry-level beers in their like format really kind of was like all right so i don't just have to go at this at like a basic level i can go at it and kind of like you know, maybe take my own swing at it. And that was really between them and like Dogfish Head will always be my like Dogfish Head. Um like you know yeah. inspirational brewery. And like I know that Steve's like favorite brewery and like Steve uh, you know like Sam. I know uh, Sam Calgion, like that's like your best friend. Yeah. But uh <laughs> that's but, that's I, I, I modeled a lot of what I knew but, about craft beer based upon you, his show, his now? books, his everything. Je- dude, I don't know how, no, no. how many what guys have Jackie Holes? Jesse's got, oh, got a job there. Yeah. Like he literally, yeah. he literally works there. there and, and when the world opens back up, he's like, guys, and he's allowed to bring people around and shit, like the full tour. He's like, he's like, wait till you get open up, you guys can come here and like literally come hang out at Dogfish Head. Well, listen, I've, the I've, Wirt, done, I've done a tour there. That place is sick. The Wirt will do a live show there if that's the case. We need to get the network. I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't know, I don't know how much pull he has, but yeah, we could try. Listen, it's outdoors. You got plenty of pull. You just get a yeah. generator, and we've done outdoor shows like that. I'll go. I'll go out in the parking lot. I don't give a shit. All right, Paulie, what is your go-to now? Not your own. My my go-to now that's like not my own. Um, I'm always like trying to like you know scrap out like local stuff, but like sometimes when you just want like a simple beer that like hits home and you know just brings back all the feels for me um Mirage, yada 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 oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last of the feels this guy um, <laughs> um, guys, guys I, have the, um, I have the rest of the yada juice i'm selling it really, <laughs> real expensive though real it's a commodity I only, I, I only got about a half a gallon left so like it's it's gonna it's if you want it it's it's gonna fucking cost you it's fair enough. Like, fair you enough. Have to go in on like um, a collaboration where someone uses that juice to then I have it. Don't worry. Move forward. Game on. It's at the meadery right now. It's going in a fucking mead. He's got, he does have the yada juice. He does. He does. Oh boy. But really yeah, quick, for me, like my go-to recently has been um, I've been getting uh, specialty cases of this pilsner from Croatia called Carlovacho. I saw it, um, bro. I saw yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get you. I'll, I'll get you guys some. It's just like it's one of those things, like uh, you know, like it's a Croatian beer. It's one of the, the few ones we can get over here, and you know, it's like the only one I know. 
um, basically. But uh, yeah, it's just a solid pilsner. I've been like dropping it off like different like breweries, and they've been really appreciating it. Trying to spread the word, I want to like you know, like walk into a beer distributor and just fucking buy it, like because awesome. it's there. Like I've created the demand secretly, but um, but no, like, even um, but uh, in, in the building, like a lot of us, like 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 you know, between Green South Bay uh and and the Ghost Crew, like you know, we like a lot of like the crazy shit, but sometimes you just want some crispy boys, like really yes. nice pilsers, you know. Okay. So like, and a lot of us like those like like crazier like Eastern European ones. And, um, and it's good to see that's actually starting to come back. People are yes. really enjoying yes. a really good, well-made, fucking crisp, crushable Pilsner. And not some hazy Pilsner or some that's double Pilsner or some fucking not Pilsner Pilsner. Like, no, like some fucking, like, like. Clear want, shit. Like, Make beer clear again. And, like a black like, Pilsner. Yeah. yeah. Black Pilsner now. Imperial, Imperial Pilsner. Or, I mean, if Paul was going to make a Pilsner, he'd be a Ryan Pilsner. <laughs> Paul's Pilsner would have Ryan in it. Yes. Oh, how are we? My, Pilsner, Pilsner. my Pilsner would have Jasmine Rice and Thai Basinol. Nice. And Jasmine Rice and, and Saffron and Hibiscus. <laughs> and that'll probably be the only beer that I'd like halfway serve with a rim job of like crushed peanuts. Oh, no, not the stop with the rim jobs already. <laughs> Please don't. No, no, no. I get, I get the rim job some in June, so this way I don't have to deal with them in September. <laughs> I get a couple and things coming up, in so on. It's less sticky. There you go. I got a couple things coming in on Instagram. Uh, beer Boom Movies checking in. Beer flavored beer. I think we missed that one. That was a funny one. Uh. What the hell is that? Uh, it does, does it have roast beef or is it drinkable? Um, so Beer Boom also, uh, sorry, Manny says Miller High Life for days. Uh, Beer Boom says Sam, uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest, which I can drink every year. Um, Utica Club is nice. This is James um, uh, Calvano, by the way. It's not Cal Kid yeah. Calvano. That's usually what I get for my last name. Yeah. Um, Utica Club is nice. Must admit it. A um, couple people checking in. Um, man, I'm getting dizzy. That's because I'm moving the thing around. Sierra Nevada changed my life. Uh, adjust the phone, please. Neck is killing me. Sorry, my bad. Beer boom. I, I'm if holding Sierra Nevada it. is listening. Please make your ESB with Maris Otter again. Mm. You made it like one year, at least one year that made it out to New York. And that that's a beer that fucking definitely changed my shit. It taught me about Maris Otter. And it was never made again, at least like yep. what made it out to New York. They yep. replaced that with Summerfest, which I'm mm. not complaining about Summerfest because Summerfest, I buy the fuck out of every year. <laughs> and not for nothing talking about Oktoberfest, I think Sierra Nevada has really crushed it the last two years with their Oktoberfest collaborations. They, what, they did Bitburger and Weinstefaner, right? That's the last what, two years, what? like, they've wow. really crushed it on their Oktoberfest. So their Oktoberfest is always dope. The fact that they... The fact that the Germans fucking worked with them tells you everything that you need to know about Sierra Nevada. Ken Grossman's a fucking man. Because Ken Grossman's awesome. And no, like, he is the man. And like, like Sierra Nevada is definitely one of those breweries that, you know. Dude, every, every year, every year when, Sierra, when, when Celebration hits, when you get that shit fresh, mm -hmm. Sierra Celebration Bigfoot. is the, is the Bigfoot. shit. Like, Game on. Like, celebration hits the shelf, you buy a bunch, you, you drink a case of them in a month, and then, and then you're done with it for the year. But then when it's I've, I've told this story, I don't know how many times. Uh, I remember the first time I drank Bigfoot. I went to a local distributor, and I, and I bought a six-pack. 
because they came in six packs, yep. which the most craziest shit going. And Did they make six packs? Yeah. A six, six pack, pack of Bigfoot. I have like, I have like a 10-year vertical of it right now. And <laughs> I brought that home, and I drank the whole six pack, and I couldn't figure out why I was a fucking destroyed. I was slurring my words. I, I didn't know who you? I was. No way. And then I woke up the next day and went, what the, what did I just drink? And woke up and looked at the bottle and went, oh, yeah, asshole. Yeah, drinking yeah. a whole six-pack of bottle Good job. One of, one of the best $25,000 $25, spent. Four years ago, I was, I was in North Carolina, and I got to go to Sierra Nevada in Asheville. First off, that place is in, incredible. Yeah. And I, I, I've been lucky enough to go to Chico. I've had – and, and uh, Asheville. And there's obviously no comparison. Oh, Asheville is a, a, a mecca. It's be- dude, it's, a, it's the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. But for, 20, for $23, you could, at the time, you could buy a six-year vertical six-pack of Sierra Nevada Bigfoot. I was like, yes, please. I spent <laughs> way more money on well, dumb shit. They're like, $100 cases, what's up? <laughs> Put that shit in perspective. That's yeah, treehouse right. money. It was, it, was, it was like a $25... But it was a it was a six year vertical of Bigfoot. That's crazy. That is. Crazy. I was like, I spent way more, way dumber, way dumber money on stupider shit. The only only other craziest shit I ever heard recently was Croxley Ales as the first year of Bigfoot in a keg. What? No when? way. Yes. Dude, they have location. Actually, That's like they 1980. They have two of them. Which like, location? It's like 1984 or something like that. Chris Worley has been hanging on to those kegs. He has, I think it's 1981. Is the oh my god, yeah, it's like really, it's like that's and he has 1981. He has two of those. And how is he storing it? How is that still something? Well, he well, Chris, Chris, uh, it's you know he's the owner of Croxley Ales and and Waterzoo. He interviewed him. He's a good guy. And um, you know he's one of those guys that um, he knew shit in advance and said, you know what? I'm just going to hang on to that and hang on to verticals. Um, I know he's got at least six or seven years of different verticals of Bigfoot, and they're all pre-2000. Fuck. I like that every time I meet him, he forgets that I met him already. (laughs) I drank a 20-year-old horse and dung brown ale uh, last year. Yeah. Um, was it was it with the raisin and it, it was the their 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 brown ale the uh yes. the um that probably had the raisin residue in it oh yeah yeah there, there there was some some sludge on on like <laughs> so it's not like in a bad way like it's a twenty year oh, yeah. bottle like there was a little like mold on the top of the cork pulled it off Pete doesn't crust, like the sludge off, poured really nice like. Pop the cord, like no, no bubbles, no troubles. Like it, it was really nice. Well, that was, was really nice drink. for me. That was one of those beers that I sought after. Mm. Uh, once I got turned on to it, was causing dunk. I mean, there, it, it's just such a beautiful brown ale. It's so, yeah, it was kind of like uh, it was earlier on with like you know getting in with like the ghost investors and hanging out with them and uh you know going through the beer cellar and, and i'm like oh what the fuck is this and i was like oh shit this is a good beer I was like, yeah, I like, it open. and it was like one of those things like i popped the cork and then i looked at the date and i was like wow oh fuck and i was like hey uh 
this is a 20 year old bottle and like he didn't even know it was like oh shit okay like is this still good i'm like smells like it so like really quick uh we're gonna sorry paul just to cut you off for two seconds i I want people to be able to tune into the podcast version of this on itunes on spotify on hopped up network on laughable app on govsradio.com we're gonna get cut off on the live feed on facebook on on youtube but i want to keep going because i want some extra content here uh hanging out with you guys and we're going to make that available only on our podcast version that will be released tomorrow. So uh, we're going to say goodbye to everybody on Facebook, on YouTube, and everyone doing live. Uh, we're not going to say goodbye to the people on Instagram who have a lot of questions for everybody. A bunch of people checking in. We'll get to that in a minute. Cool. Uh, this is the world of Mike and Pete, GovsRadio.com. Uh, first, hey, we'll start Steve. with – And Steve, sorry. I'm so used to it. You know, it's been – God damn it, Mike. Oh, Come here, two and a half oh, days. Thank you, Steve. Fuck. Pavlov's dog. I apologize, but it's the work with Mike and Pete and Steve. Uh, GovRadio.com. Uh, we're going to check everybody out in a few weeks. We'll have five boroughs on on June 8th. Yep. We'll also check in with Nick from uh, Rosie's Draft Solutions. And yes. uh, Scott, I want to thank you for being on here with us. And uh, we appreciate your time and everything you do with the brand. And uh, we're excited to kind of jump on board with you. And we're going to get some of these sold. And you're going to be a very, very busy man, I think. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, we want to thank Steve, of course, from Barrage, of course, Paul from Ghost, uh, Scott from Long Island, and Joe from WA Meatworks in the epicenter of awesomeness in Lindenhurst, New York. So come check everybody out. Go on to their Instagram, their Twitter, their Facebook, and all that other good stuff to check them out. And again, for the people that are finally now getting cut off on Facebook and YouTube, go over to our podcast form, iTunes, Spotify, Hopped Network, uh, what am I missing? Uh, laughable app, and of course, goes radio.com. And we'll check you guys out on June 8th. Well, we'll see you later. All right, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll continue the conversation, boys. I apologize for that. I want to cut everyone off from okay. doing the proper out, but let me uh quickly get to the people on Instagram because they're very, very anxiously asking questions and throwing stuff out there. Um, so come on and pick up orient and orientation, yeah, whatever. Uh, Sam from Dogfish is in our documentary from the Beer Boom movie. Um, he is a hell of an interview, well-spoken gentleman, uh, making beer, beer again. Uh, Maris Otter is one of my favorite base malts. That's yes. from uh, James. Uh, Dan my, from Long Beach is checking in. That I, I started off with when, mm. we, when we brewed. Every pale ale was Maris Otter. Really? Yeah. And, and, and as much, you know, and we had got, I had gotten a lot of like flack from other brewers like, why aren't you using two row? Why are you? Uh, and for me, it was because we were trying to do this uh, West Coast type of pale ale type of thing. Right. Um, and it was all just Marisada. And I fell in love with Marisada right from the get go. And I was like, I got I, the, the flavors and the, and the uh, coloring you get from, from that malt is, especially, we were using crisp. And crisp is probably one of the top you know, malt maltsters uh, in, in the world. Right. Now, Chris was on point. Maris Otter is such a super flavorful malt. Like, it's just, um, it's like your stereotypical <laughs> English malt. Like, I feel like your basic, like, base malts, like, you're in there. Like, Maris Otter is the fucking malt. Like, yes. And, and um, Steve. <laughs> and Steve. Yeah, and Steve. I'm sorry. I'm so used to the fucking... Two and a half years. He's got it on his name. <laughs> and Steve. And Steve. 
but uh but not like like a lot of people especially now with like ipas and you know hops are sexy hops are sexy a lot of people like you end up forgetting about the malt but like the malt ends up being the base and um you know a, a lot of times with like homebrewers that ends up being like the start of my conversations and um a lot of times like with like the clubs like when they're looking for donations for different raffles and stuff it's like i like to throw a, a malt out there that they're not gonna necessarily find in the homebrew stores or they're not used to working with to try to force their hand to work with something that i really love and that i'm used to working with but they aren't rye. necessarily ready. Oh, Jim rye. Yeah, well, like, not always right. Like, Why do you know, know, about the rye all the time? To be fair, Paul I've actually rye. never, I've actually never donated rye to a homebrew club. Yeah. So uh-huh. I'm just busting Paul's balls because Paul loves rye. No, yeah. I, I, I throw rye in everything. He has, he like, as I do, as I do. Yeah. If Paul's, yeah. if Paul's into a collaboration other half, it would be called All Rye Everything. Yeah. <laughs> do we know anything about uh, the Thomas Fawcett Maris Otter? Is there yes, a, Thomas Fawcett Maris Otter is my Maris Otter of choice, personally. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm a big Thomas Fawcett fan. James oh. checking in and just saying he, he loves that the best. He's an ex-brewer and now more of a, uh, um, a restaurateur. Uh, so he's very familiar with the brewing industry. And, you know, he always chimes in with, like, some weird – uh, not negative weird, but like weird, like angle. And I'm like, what is Thomas Fawcett? So no yeah, one really Thomas talks Fawcett, about yeah, Thomas. So Thomas Fawcett is a maltster. Like, so they, they procure a variety of malts. So yes. multiple people will make Maris Otter or, okay. or like a variety of other malts. I've, my palate has always kind of tended to lean towards a lot of the, the Thomas Fawcett stuff, even right. through playing with other maltsters. Um, I, there, there's been oh, very weird. few Why are you maltsters? playing with other maltsters? <laughs> is, There's is, been is, very few malts you that go blind that way. Do you bring, do you bring, do you bring I, your mustache shower with you when you play with those yeah, malts? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, I like to play with all monsters. It's all like I'm all That's why he's got that little rag. Is it? Does, he bring, does, he bring, does he bring the mustache rag with him when he plays with the monsters? If you do, if you play with it too much, you'll go blind. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Uh, is that a NYCFC flag, Paul? Yeah, this is my yes, social a... club, and then yeah. I got uh, I NYCFC back there. Yep. So brown bags like one of the social clubs, and then uh, got a NYC twelve back there too. That's uh, so you are a soccer fan, huh? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. NYCFC nice. for sure, man. At least you play. Oh, who's here. your favorite bass player? Uh, Ryan Martini. Uh, from. from uh, Mudvayne formerly, but now he's in this band. Um, he's just nasty and uh, just everything about him. Is like those things that just really made me like continue to like, oh, like progress on the instrument. Like, no, I have to get better. I fucking suck still. Like, really? I, I, I figured you would be. I do wish Mudvayne comes back, but <laughs> maybe on the U.S. tour in 2021. Oh no, I love Jocko. Like, I. Old multiple records from there for sure. I used to have a fretless bass, had to sell it through the divorce. Um, but I have a fretless build in the works now, which I can't wait. Like I should be all together by like end of summer. I'm like, but no, like Jacob Pistorius, fucking, re- and I actually found out too. Like his son plays a bunch of gigs. He lives up in Warwick, and my brother moved up there now, and like he kind of re- used to regularly play a bar, like Holy shit. a mile away from. My brother, so I'm just like, oh man, I hope this shit like kicks in, so I can just like 
go listen to my brother and then go watch Jocko's son play. Um, exactly. But um, when, when, Vin, that, when uh, Vinnie Paul died, I was like, well, maybe Mudvayne will get back together. <laughs> yeah, I, like so. Funny story. When I was maybe. on tour with my uh, with my band, we got to. I ran into Vinnie Paul when he was just about to launch the Hell Yeah album. Uh, we were at a show, not we weren't playing it, like we were just at a show with uh, some some friends that we met down there, and they were just there like promoting their like the album release. And I'm in the fucking bathroom, like taking a piss, and I look over, and Vinnie Paul is like oh, right there, and I was Jesus. like, Oh, I was like, All right, so like wash up, wait, like get out of the bathroom, and then just I'm go the to the bar and order a beer, and I was just like, <laughs> God damn. like and I wasn't necessarily like, a huge Pantera fan. Uh, I got into them like a little bit later, but like, uh, like Rebel vs. Rebel, like really hit home for me because it was just like such a unique um, collaboration. Are you familiar with with that group? Pantera? No, no, Rebel vs. Rebel. No, no, no. So it was like David Allen Coe with um, Phil Rex and um, Dimebag. Oh, um, so, so it had this like country twist to it, and there was like like violin solos over Dimebag on his like whammy pedal like fucking ripping and like lots of like really like cool like crazy country ass shit but it was just like what it was like metal meets like country fiddle music and it it was really cool and it was just something super original and I and it this was after Dimebag uh had died but like I remember seeing him and just being like dude Rebel Meets Rebel was one of like the most original coolest things that I've ever heard. Like, I've heard, I've heard a few times. I didn't Rebel get to pick a lot of the music on. for for my wedding. Uh, Walk uh, <laughs> the, was the entrance song for the bridal party. There you go. Walk. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, checking in with Instagram really quick. Uh, Manny from Lithology says, hell yeah, on the Marisada. Although Dan from Long Beach says, Mike Watt, is that another strain of uh, Marisada? Or is that just a name that he's dropped? Mike Watts, a producer. Uh, oh, maybe he's talking earlier because I'm scrolling back through the thing. Right. Uh, more importantly, the Baroness of Beer is, is joining us tonight. I don't know who the Baroness of Beer is, but you got to check out her Instagram. Go ahead and go over to Baroness she has of a, Beer. Uh, she has a podcast as well, doesn't she? No, I don't believe she does. I think this is one of the uh, beer celebrities online. She I think you're incorrect. Is she, a, is she an attractive young lady? Is that where we're going with she this? Nope, I don't young. think so. <laughs> I don't. I mean, not that she's not. I'm saying I'm pretty sure she nope. hosts a podcast. Hundred yeah, percent. She's a blogger. She's a blogger. She is a blogger. Is she yeah. like? Is she like Jersey mom, professional writer? Can you look at her pictures? Can you can you show us a picture yeah. really quick? Uh, just pick any one of them and show them up to the camera, and let's it's see. All, it's all beer. Yeah, oh, I don't. It's not what you're. What's her? Uh, her. There you go. All right. So what's up, Baroness she, of Beer? She's she's um, not, she's no hobby sloppy. No, and she's no. That's. I think that's oh, what we're all getting. I have no show. interest in dealing with that. <laughs> <person. laughs> Dude, hobby, I don't have any hobby time sloppy. Now. That's it. By the way, do you, do you guys follow hobby sloppy? No, oh, hobby, hobby sloppy. sloppy? Oh, oh, that's the guy, right? The guy, the guy who does hobby. That's. Sloppy. It's. I, I like it, the guy that does the shower beers. It's actually way better than Hobby. The Walrus. There it is. No, he's yeah, maybe Wally. might be that one. Got the Kentucky going. Um, so, so James is checking in. Taste. Oh, nice. The good thing about Fawcett uh, Marisada is that it guarantees a single strain identity, important in Scotch makers. 
Wow, you lost me. That same grain, I guess, in scotch, correct? Uh, well, it depends if um, – yes, I, I would definitely use a Marisada in a scotch beer. Um, but the key with a scotch beer is going to be the, 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 hop, uh, the yeast profile is mm. going to really yeah. make it. Create um, that final product. Were you yeah. talking about a Scotch liquor or a Scotch ale? No, he said Scotch ale. Okay, wrote, okay. No, he wrote Scotch makers. Oh. So maybe it is a Scotch. So maybe they use that part. I wouldn't like, be surprised if they did, but I wouldn't know the authenticity. Well, of, you know what? You could, I mean, I mean, you're, I would, mash, I would, but I don't know if they do. Why? Whatever the mash would be, I, I guess you could you could use Maris. Um, yeah. So, so Maris Otter is a, a barley variety. It's not like, like where Pilsner malt and Vienna malt will be the same malt, but it's malted differently. Uh, like Maris Otter is a different barley variety. Right. So, uh, like, I could definitely see that being used in a Scotch or a whiskey. Like, sure. if I was making one, I'd definitely throw it in there because of the flavor profile for sure. But again, I I couldn't tell you that it was traditionally used in there. I know. As far as Scotch goes and Irish whiskey, Golden Promise is a malt that uh, was often used in Scotch and Irish whiskey production. In, if I remember correctly, I think it's like an Irish malt, but it's malted in the UK, but then they still use it for Irish whiskey and Scotches. It's not as like intense as a Maris Otter, but um, it's kind of like in between a Maris Otter and like well, uh, an well, optic malt. Golden Promise has a, a shit ton of carbohydrates in it. Yeah. Uh, without without the SRMs, um, where your Maris has those SRMs that are giving you that nice, wonderful amber, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, right. For those so, of you yeah, watching I, that don't know what SRMs are, it means standing rating method. It has to do with color of beer. Thank you, Joe. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, listen, I, I know what he's talking about, but not everyone else. When you start throwing SRM, correct. Not everyone. Not everyone knows what you're talking about. I do like it, the translations. I appreciate that. It's an, it's an actual. You could actually Google it. It's it's a actually, it's, it's a color scale of beer that ranges usually between zero. And, uh, well, and it's 40, zero to ninety-nine, like, basically. Forty isn't that? Yeah, something like that. As to like the the higher the number, the darker like a stout. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Steve, you'll uh, like this. Uh, Guinness989 on Instagram says, Steve from Barrage got me back into craft from drinking Bud Light Lime in McLaughlin's Foley's Yard. Yes, yes. Uh, I know exactly who it is. It's my buddy, Will. Um, Will is a – he went from really drinking the piss of the earth. Um, <laughs> and um, he became earth. a big fan of ours. And of all the brewers – They have our terrible jokes. Once, <laughs> once, once we closed up, he still goes all over Long Island to try to pick up local stuff because he's um, he he loves the craft beer scene now. Uh, I know that we have so many uh, you know different choices. Yeah. Um, and oh, Pete, did you, you, Pete, you drinking the beet mead? Yep. Oh, there it is. Pete, you are that. not fucking doing that, Pete. You're going to beat 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 your mead? Do it. As, as you, oh, as shit. Uh-oh. As he's stacking the uh, things. <laughs> wake up the fucking wake up hungover kids, like Pete. I was today. Pete, I thought you knocked that thing over. No way that's happening. I really don't know how that's staying up there. I fucking really don't know how that's staying up there. 
one this little move. So crooked. One little tremor. I already have yelled at for being too loud down here, so we'll yeah. see how this goes. I already got yelled at twice. Yeah. So James says, right, hey, uh, <laughs> really quick, Fawcett is for the Malster, uh, is the best Malster period. Um, LIBME is checking in, so I'm pretty sure that's probably Greg Kelly. Hi, Greg. Greg. What's up, Greg? Oh, God damn, Joe. Lovibond is a it's much really good, right? Than yeah. SLA. It's, uh, it's strangely delicious. The color so, is. I'll agree on the level bond. Dan, Dan from uh, oh, yeah. Long Beach says, Joe had some of your, uh, Joe, I had some of your Lindy yesterday and it was amazing. Uh, Mind blowing. Awesome. Blueberry ginger. Got in the fridge. And, did, did, uh, did, he, did he get it from De- Derek at, uh, at Monarch? Probably. I don't know. Um, well, he, he'll answer that because he can hear you. And then LIBME says, the best mead, uh, that beet mead is amazing. So we're drinking. That's what me and uh, Peter good. drinking now. It's good. The, Dude, that the, the uh, that slushy one though is the not. I'm sorry. The the uh, the vanilla and orange one is really? fucking tasty as shit. So yo fucking yeah. yo fucking spritzy boys. Spritzy <laughs> boys. Spritzy boys. Time, I'm looking at Flug and he looks like a fucking serial killer. No, I got, I got, I got a call coming in from the West Coast, and I'm fucking. Do what you gotta do, bud. With the guy. No, we're, so we're, we're, we're in... just so fucking straight on, and just like. <laughs> we're in extra innings now, so it's all all uh, dead. It's all. Hey, uh, all right, um, here. I haven't asked you boys in a while. All right, so uh, Mike and Pete. Yeah. What's your go-to now? Ah, balls. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, God. Uh, fuck me running, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm a brand whore lately. Like, I, whatever I can get my fucking hands on. Well, no. We, so we, what do you want to stick on your tits? We, we, we know, know it's just IPA fucking city for you. We know that. For me. Yeah. Like, for I people. I was so happy with that post where I'm like, this, this Belgian quad is delicious. And I'm like, I really do, all joking aside, I love Belgian beers. Doubles, saisons, like that's my jam. But as soon as I was done drinking that, like super clear, like eleven and a half percent quad, I'm like, oh, this hazy shit that tastes like other <laughs> hazy shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about that. <laughs> I'm that juice for. <laughs> well, well, uh, and 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 Mike, it's gonna be something sour and fucking. Well, I, I like my sours, and there's nothing that. I, I'm going to latch onto at this point right now. So, I mean, obviously to me, you know, Paul's turned me on to this Belgian IPA that I just can't get enough of. I love Belgian beers. I love IPAs. So I, the, brother. the mashup of that to me, I can't get enough of. So you, we got a bunch of these and I've already drank. This is the last one, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> I apologize, but I drank a lot of these. So if you Paul, uh, Steve, Don't apologize to me. No, no, I'm. I, Pete, I apologize if you didn't get enough of it, but I definitely hoarded the shit out of that because it's one of my go-to's I, right now. And now, by the way, if now that I have most deaf as well, and I, I'm again, I'm not trying to be a brand whore, but uh, oh, me, you were, you asked me for that. You were like, I, I specifically asked for the most deaf because I love most deaf. It's to me a classic, and, and even though it's not many, many years old. It's one of the ones most recently that I go, oh, I can really latch on to a little most step. I didn't bring on I didn't bring on the King yeah. Celtic because I'm like, well, it's I'm going to savor that shit. Right. That right. That's the one I start <laughs> off the night with because it's, what, 8-4, 8-5, eight, eight, yeah. whatever? 8-2, yeah. Eight, 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 I, I, I have it here. I had that in the middle. 
But if I drink that tonight, tomorrow's going to be the worst day than today. I'll tell you no, that. Right I drank now. already. You're kind of being a baby. I know I can't. I, but Joe, I, I, Joe I, uh, uh, I, I've had uh, it's still Brooklyn 40, summer. 40 that's, that's the thing I'll drink. That's the. Of, I love yeah. So my friend just texted me. So we, she, she made, she, we were talking about like be, old beers and stuff. And four, four or five months ago, she was at Brooklyn and she's at Brooklyn Brewery. She's taking a, a cookie class in Brooklyn. Hmm. I was like, send me the list. And they had like, 2009 Brooklyn Monster for eight bucks a bottle. Oh. I'm like, get me. Oh, well, Steve, I, I I opened one of those at you if you if you remember them. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was at the, if you at, remember. I think it was 2009. Yeah. Oh, the the night you were closing, yeah. I brought it, and me and you sat in the back and fucking and drank that. I think it was in 09. And was they were they were like, what was that? Was it in 09? Really? I think it was in 09. It was it was old, like probably like in 09. It was, I know it was old, and, but. <laughs> and uh, she was there at Brooklyn Brewery, and I'm like, oh my God, they have Brooklyn Monster for 09. Eight bucks a bottle. I'm like, it was $8 a bottle. I'm like, give me, at least give me two of them. Because she was carrying them. Two of them? I would have said, fucking give me fucking nine of them. <laughs> so, funny story about Brooklyn Monster is that we were there a while ago. We were there probably like, I want to say 2013, and <coughs> 2012 was the, was the extinction year. Yeah. So, so we, you said the tokens, and like, oh, they have, they have Brooklyn Monster. So, you give you two tokens out of Brooklyn Monster. I'm like, can I buy a case of this? Like, you show us to go, like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll take a case. They're like, it's 40 bucks. I'm like, I'll take two cases. Fuck yeah. Like, because at that point, I knew it was extinction year. I still, I still have almost a whole case left. Get out of here. Yeah. Jewel EEC. In, in my bedroom. Okay, MC is checking in. She's saying, "Hey, dude, next time we hang out, I'll just bring some. I don't care." Because I was like, "Well, I can age this forever, or if I want to get really fucked up one night, me and my buddy can drink this because like it's forty bucks a case." But now I'm walking around Brooklyn with cases of fucking Brooklyn Monster, <laughs> like it was a boombox in the eighties. Yeah, but, but, but I got two of them. Somebody's uh, doing a little break dancing for a six pack, quick. Yep. Let me show you my moves. Um, a couple of people checking in again on, on the Instagram. We still have it rolling, running live. Um, so Dan was saying hi. And uh, again, that beat mead was amazing. And Jewel uh, was saying, uh, this guy was like, you know, beer is 10 years. This beer is 10 years old, right? Yeah. But that's Julie who got me the beer. Right. Exactly. So she's, she's on she here now. Like, she's like a 25 year old, like woman at Brooklyn Brew. And the guy's like, you know, this beer is 10 years old. She's like, I don't know. I was just told to buy it. Do you guys have you guys had the the Goose Island the Bourbon uh, Reserve that they sell yearly? No, nope. Bourbon County South. You mean? Uh, yeah. Can I say one thing about that? Yeah. Um, Spider Bite put out fucking Boris whatever. It was like Boris Junior was fucking sick. No, no, like it was in bottles. It was like like barrel aged fucking I, I, whatever. I, I still have I still have one of those. That was order, like bro. one of like the best barrel aged like, like bourbon barrel aged imperial stuff that I've ever had, and it shit on any year of Bourbon County I ever had. And wow. Bourbon, Bourbon oh. County, uh, you know, before, after old like, ones are fucking awesome. Was good. I saw, I saw, I saw some vanilla rice. Vanilla yeah. rice, fucking amazing. Yeah, but 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 like that that like Boris like bourbon barrel aged. Like, like, it was hey, like, you know what, Paul? It was so you on know, point. Like, 
So like, and like he dropped it. It was in the barrels for like a year and a half. He dropped it. It was proper drinking temperature. You could sit on that thing and it only got better. But like, I have, I have drink it. that I have thing. It. And it was, I, yeah, bet, but, I bet you, you have a Russian fresh, and it was fucking dangerous still. I bet you have but a Russian like, Imperial in rum barrels with um, cocoa nibs and vanilla probably. beans. That's probably... Probably somewhere like in base. Unbelievable. Like somewhere in the mm. fucking. I know. Fuck that. I'm so mad I didn't jump any of that into a keg. I have, but I, I have three, I have three kegs of a stout too, though. Mm. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Steve was telling me about that. What do you, uh, January 20th every year you're having. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, car, I'm gonna homebrew carbonate one of these fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> what do you. I'm gonna hook did you buy, Joe? And I'm gonna I'm gonna roll it back and forth for ten minutes, and I'm gonna <laughs> fucking homebrew carb these fucking things. What do you have? What did you What did uh, you get? It's it's it was called pull the flesh of my bones. Yes, it was a, that's an, it. Un, an unreleased barrage beer that was gonna go down the fucking drain. God. So I showed up with kegs. And I'm like, I'm just gonna put this in the keg, and on C's closing date, I'm gonna tap one keg a year for the next three years. So I have three of them. Oh, there you go. That the beer is in. God, what is that? Uh, that's. By the way, uh, while you're thinking of that, frustrating. Great, great change. <laughs> Brewery is checking in, saying, "What's going on?" Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Guinness checks back in, your buddy. Uh, he has a bottle of famous last words bottled on nine twenty three. It's bottle five thirty two of seven hundred. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Mike, Mike, you were talking about uh, Bourbon County before. Yeah. Listen, they, they've had some great ones. If you ever get your hands on I don't think they've made it since like 2011. Um, King Henry was. Oh, was shit. Had it's it's bad. I, I drank my, my last one a year and a half ago. It's past his prime. That fucking beer is amazing. I had so, it years ago, and I didn't know so what I was King drinking. Henry, time, so King so. Henry was. It's kind of wasted on me. So how King Henry worked was. They originally released the first rare in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and 2010 rare was aged in Pappy 23 barrels. Mm. They, after they pulled, they pulled rare and they bottled that, they made, they made uh, King Henry and King Henry went into those barrels, those ah, Pappy 23 barrels. I see. That was the, the first uh, Goose Island Bourbon County barley wine. After okay. King Henry... Went went to what you call it? Went uh, Bourbon County barley wine. Got it. That's how that came from. Yes, the evolution Henry of was fucking what awesome. It is today, I dr- I drank my I drank my last one. I want to say like a year and a half, a year a little over a year ago, year and a half ago. And it's, it, if you can get your hand on it now, it's past its prime. It's it's, mm. it's done. Like I not that not that's not it's not good. Right. It's not what it's not what it was. I remember that beer being amazing. A fucking incredible. Wow. It was incredible. I'm actually kind of jealous that Paul is now getting beer delivered to him. He doesn't even have to get up and go get I it. I, I yeah. <laughs> yes, my, my extremely amazing better half. Um, she very, she very has good. a skeleton key on the ready for you. Ready to get going. <laughs> Taco glass. Can, um, I, uh, can I ask a question am, about that? Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, all right. So back to delivering of beers, you're saying that's going to be stopping soon across the state? Well, we hope they're not. But, us, yeah, June yeah. 6th is what we're hearing. But you're still able to do the curbside pickup and everything like that? For right now, they're allowing us to do it. We haven't heard anything about that stopping. Okay. I mean, curbside pickup is no different than someone walking in and taking beer up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's no different. 
but breweries being able to mail beer to your house will delivery yeah yeah yeah, yeah. go away that's yeah. a tough one yeah that's, that's a, so so how many of you guys like as as breweries have taken advantage of mailing across state like not too many of you right or have you all we, we have not done it I, on long island i haven't you've seen done it. across the island right right yep. uh dubco has an online thing now across state okay. um us being, winery, us being a winery we, we signed up with a co- with a company called vino shipper that we could currently ship to 38 states hmm. wow so i guess for me you know being out on rochester i'm completely as far fucking away from you guys as possible <laughs> right like you know how would how would I get my hands on your beers, and or share it? You know, with Scott's mind just hurt. He's like, ah, oh. you know, I like mean, how how would I spread your love? house? How I can, can do I, it. How can I spread <laughs> the love? Where can I go and buy? You know, to to like tell my friends like, hey, check out this beer. Check out this beer because like we're we're only limited on you know certain stores that will carry like the the big name breweries right. and things like that and. I'll give, you an over, I'll give you an overall answer. So uh, Paul is on Taproom, so that probably could ship statewide. Yeah, okay. Could, yeah, so. yeah. We we were fortunate and you got to get like, Kentucky before this all happened. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, we we ended up like hooking up with Taproom before the quarantine happened, where we were amazingly fortunate enough where we were kind of pre-set up before all this all happened, where um they're delivering in the five boroughs and they were going to be handling like distro in like the five boroughs for us but they were set up to mail to all of new york state to begin with so Mm. that was like we were fortunate enough to kind of like have that like card like in our deck like when this all set off but um but realistically like i mean you know not getting specific like how much of a hit do you take on having somebody do a fulfillment center like that like is there a minimum is there holding like uh like, like uh, at the end of the day like it still ends up like working out for us i mean like yeah like you know we take a little bit of a hit but at the same token they were gonna be like on the ground in the five boroughs like pushing our beer to begin with so yeah um, no no where, yeah. like we didn't necessarily have somebody of our own there to do it so you know like for us um yeah you take a hit it was all in perspective for us and we were able to like make it work but at, at the end of the day it was still one of those things where we were still able to benefit from it where we were mm-hmm. able to move products we were able to like make a profit off of it and um you know like it it's just like any of those things like you know if you're going to move into a new territory like like we're out on the island we're not in like the five boroughs so like if you're going to move into a new territory you need somebody to like push you in that territory you got to pay people to do that at the end of the day it all come, comes out of like that bottom line but um but no like we, and we do get this question a lot though but like no if people go and order from taproom it, it, it still benefits us like it's not you know hurting us you know people are ordering our beer either way it's 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 helping us but um but no we were we were able to hit that though and, and we were like i said we had hooked up with them like right before this had all happened and that alleviated a lot of stresses for us personally because we didn't have to deal with figuring out how to now logistics. To like, yeah, yeah, like now mail out to like like throughout the whole state, and now just as you're figuring out those logistics, now they're getting taken away from us. Like we, but like I said, we were one of those like spots, like in a super fortunate spot where um, 
luck was on our side. But, hey, and I'll be the hey first guys, to I got to I got to run. Uh, I got to take yeah, off from the West Coast, so it's been real. Let's uh, let's wrap. Scott, thanks so much for uh, for coming on, buddy. My pee is up to my the brim of my cap. I I have to pee so bad. (laughs) So many other things I have to do. Let's uh, let's wrap this up the proper way. I don't want to lose you. Do we have to? We don't have to, but we can just at least do that for the podcast version because I ended the Instagram video already, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll continue on and hang out for a little bit if you want. Is that okay, Pete? It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I get beer to finish too. I just have to pee really quick. So, uh, so we're Mike and Pete, GovsRadio.com. We want to uh, thank everybody for joining us uh, on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our Twitter, on our YouTube, and all the people listening on GovsRadio.com. I want to thank our buddy Paul from Ghost down here on my lower left. I want to thank Scott from Brewbag, a new sponsor to the show. Thanks a lot, man, for coming Thanks on. Thanks for hanging out for the whole show, long. man. Yeah, and we're not done yet, so you can continue Thanks, to hang Scotty. out. Uh, I want to thank Scott, of course, from Long Ireland. Uh, keep up the good work, and I'm going to continue drinking the shit out of these beers. I can't wait Thanks to have Thanks for bringing King Celtic back. Fuck you got yeah. it, man. You got Ten it. years, ten beers, and I want one of those years back. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, thanks to our buddy Joe from WA Meatworks uh, hanging out thanks, in the dark. Steve. Thank and God Steve. you didn't get murdered throughout this night. And I, Montauk. I, oh, yes, and, and, and he Montauk. was out at Montauk. He did a, a great journey all the way out and back. I came back quick. Can we do a whole segment on what Joe's favorite Montauk beer is? <laughs> It'd be great. And his leading right. tower of pizza <laughs> over here. <laughs> Look at right. it. Into that. I can't <laughs> believe it's still standing. Well, is it on the desk? I'm not, not going to listen. I discussed that once on a live podcast. I'm not doing it again. There you go. <laughs> we want to thank everyone for As a business out. owner, it's, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> on our Instagram, on everything. I appreciate for, for everyone for participating tonight. We had a great time with our friends. Uh, this is the word with Mike, Pete, and Steve. Steve, last words? Uh, yeah. Um, last week, I got a little flack. Um, well, the last time we were on, I got a little flack of what I said. It was about crack, yeah. wasn't it? I had said, uh, say no to crack mm-hmm. uh, unless it's free. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. So um, I got some shit. So I'm going to do something really special. Um, I, I spoke to a friend of mine who is a, actually a Massapequin Indian. Was he and, trading uh, wampum? He told me just what to say. Quinnum Mac Luna Latu Sib Sib Quon Mohun. Joe, you can yep. translate that. What does that yep. mean? Definitely. That's what he said. Uh, sure. I have no clue what that fucking means. Joe knows. Joe's um, half, half a patty. I think it means um, say no to crack unless it's free. Exactly. Um, <laughs> my wife's from Aspego. I'm sure she can translate. There you go. Oh, she's a mock. Right, boys. I'll see you later. All right, Scotty. Nice, Scotty. Thank hey, you, buddy. Over, Mike, peace. Nice you. Any last words? Don't forget the obvious. Uh, no. Yeah. No, he had way too many beers in this beer tower. All right, so we're Mike and Pete. Goes ready. com. We out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Please hang up and try again. This has been the Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.